For your fly casual podcast from Olivet Nazarene, a five six forward, Corey Wilson, a five nine forward from Indiana University, Michael J. Archbold, the man. From Subway University, 510 Stephen J. Howie! A 5'7 guard from across the pond and down a few, Garrick Not J. Hardy! From Fort Wayne, Alina, it's time to fly casual! Let's get ready to ring So, uh... Corey won't be talking the rest of the <laughs> I need a break. Can we break now? Is it too early to break? That Son of was a bitch, the podcast I said 5'8". I eight. <laughs> oh. Oh. told you to say 5'8". Oh. Garrick, Garrick, you oh. do not. I'm the only one who gets to round up, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel I feel like I just smoked nine packs of cigarettes. I feel doxed. Yeah. You doxed me. <laughs> You're outed, buddy. You're lucky. I was going to say you were from the bayou. Now everybody's going to know I'm the short Garrick. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> is what I say to that. Welcome back, ladies and germs, to Fly Casual. And guess what? Yeah, you're what? you're thinking, Chicken hey, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be talking about that new hit documentary series called The Last Dance about <clears throat> Chicago Bulls. No, we're not. Ha, eat it. Fooled you. You're wrong. Not, not happening. But nope. we here at Fly Casual do realize. Fooled you. We do realize there's been a, a bit of stress on the average Joe American, and and the, sometimes the average, uh, well, Joe with J O E or J O, we're inclusive here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, because uh, during the whole the the whole COVID pandemic and everything, ain't, ain't none sports to watch on TV, and except for old crappy games or some old good games, but they're like, old games. Like Joe from Facts of Life. Thank you, Garrick, for bringing that in at the exact right time to uh, maintain the flow. Uh, so what we've decided to do tonight's episode, because we know that all of our listenership is, you know, in the pinnacle of athleticism. Yes. We've decided to pander to that itch. And tonight we are going to be talking about the greatest sports movies of all time. To all time. Help all you time. scratch your sportsing itches in Jack this itch. time of crappy ESPN rerun stuff. So, having yes. said that, we've already done the intro. I don't got to do the intros. I already did the intros. I don't got to do the intros. 
You did. That's true. Yep. That's, I that's a dumb I was too. really hoping you'd I forget Garrick, though. Yeah, I know. I know. Aww. And and Aww. I'm not. I know all of you were hoping that I would Ooh, botch and have to go through it a second time. I was really <laughs> hoping for that. <laughs> Nailed it. I don't think that was going to happen. Nothing but net. <laughs> oh, buttholes. I'm not recording. Sorry. You bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. I see the red light. You're a liar. You sit on a throne of lies. I do. You smell like meat and fish. <laughs> meat and cheese. Fish. No fish. Mm, I'm going with delicious. fish. So, are you saying fish is not a meat? Mm, you know, a lot of people uh, when they say they're vegetarians, but I also eat fish. That's pescatarian dumb. I know what that is, but a lot of people are dumb. So, yeah. if I'm dumb, then yes. Yes. I wasn't oh, well, calling I you a dumbass. Yes, then I was calling the person yeah. who eats fish that doesn't call themselves a pescatarian. If you, if you didn't grab the alley oop, I was going to be disappointed. <laughs> That's the dumbass. That's the dumbass. We are playing basketball. That's right. I am the center. Yeah, but tonight we are we are not uh, we are not uh, we are not going to be sports. We are not going to what, what's the words? I'm tr- we're not being exclusive to a single sport. No, all sportsing movies are game well, except some there of are us caveats. Might be. You don't there know are caveats. Me. It cannot be. A sports movie that is predominantly about kids, Aww. because then we just Aww. talk about the Sandlot all night, and I don't think that's fair. <laughs> Little Giants, baby. Little Giants. <laughs> Got to run the annexation of Puerto Rico. We're not going to do that tonight. Aww. But before we get to any of that crap, it's time to find out what's going on up in your docket hole. Do you really want to know what's in my dock hole? It's funky up in the Eric's <clears throat> but it's always funky. New listeners, because our listenership is growing each week, it is? in theory, That's uh, awesome. we'll, uh, <laughs> in we should be told that when we when we make all these horrible innuendos about docket holes and, and, and what's up your docket and things like that, <laughs> it's because we talk about what's on the docket, meaning what have you been watching, consuming, enjoying in the poppiest of cultures in lately, butt. and tonight's tonight... Although he's barely paying attention right now, Stephen J. Howie, you're kicking us off, pal. Whoa! I am oh, hey. so ready for this. Hello. It's my time to shine, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. My time <laughs> to shine. Don't screw Finally. this up. Oh man, I might. Uh, so I, um, I finished the first two seasons, and there's only two seasons out of American Gods. Yay! Oh, you, you finished made it. more than I have. <laughs> I made wow. it. Um, okay. And it is one of those series where I don't know if I like it or not, but I can't stop see? watching it. See? Yep. <laughs> yep. I know. It is how Go ahead and spoil it for me. Go ahead and spoil it for me. What if God was one of us? Would he be a stranger on the bus? He would be. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, but, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You got three keep talking about this show, and I keep going, well, I like it. Well, I like it. And, the, and I love the conversation takes place. See, I thought about that. Corey would probably hate this, but maybe not. <laughs> or like really you, like, like there's like this debate on whether or know, not this is something that I would instantly hate or be attracted well, to the Partially because I'm still it. debating it with myself if I like it or not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is, there's a lot of gore in times, but the gore is not like gruesome gore. It's... Stupid, uh, not stupid, uh, over the top, way over the top. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. true blood levels. Um, well, yeah, like blood is very viscous and flies everywhere. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, viscera, I like. Yeah, I, I love, there's one character who comes back to life. Oh, and yeah. Uh-huh. 
gets arms ripped off and then has to have them sewn back on and like you do they're decaying and they get in a car accident and skin rips off we already know mike loves this because return leaving dead part one it's, oh, yeah, it's i'm in it's hilarious without they're not like oh here's the joke yeah it's like but very it is, dark comedy it is very dark comedy <laughs> uh and it also kind of there's times where you like you think and you're like well that's kind of an interesting perspective right but they don't sit on it for too long yeah mm-hmm. uh i think one of the mo- most hilarious things to me besides the the dead person is uh <laughs> is the uh the fact that yes there is there's a jesus there's, does anybody f with the jesus there's many there's a jesus's there's lots of jesus's um because the whole concept is kind of based around well if so you, it's like the 70s basically if you believe there's a if you believe in a god and you, and you worship in whatever way that is it, which they become is, a god yeah so there's there's a you imbue them with a god yeah, like an american jesus there's a you know, mexican jesus there's all different races <laughs> that, of jesus's is the american jesus white jesus or black jesus because it matters both Excellent. So <laughs> excellent. In fact, do they ever high five? I don't recall, but probably that, that would be all, a reason. They for all me to show watch up the to show. the Easter party. Yeah. Though. So there's a, there's <laughs> one episode where there's an Easter party, and then there's the god of Easter. She's yeah. She's like and, the the pagan god they they that Easter used to be about. Yeah. You know? And she's <laughs> yeah. She's, she's pissed. Uh, pissed off, but not. I mean, she's like one of those kind of pissed off. Like I'm not going to show it. I'm like a happy person, right? I'm supposed to be really happy. And, but she's got like a vein bursting but in her head. Jesus took her holiday. <clears throat> That's just like him. <laughs> That's just like him. <laughs> so that dude poops all over so all the inv- holidays. She invites all the Jesuses to her house. Yeah. So there's all the Jesuses and like her are like at her <laughs> big huge. It's hilarious. It sounds so ridiculous that I feel like I'd have to enjoy it to some degree. I, I think if you go into it with knowing it's going to be silly, it's silly, ridiculous, over the top, and I watch CW shows, Howie. I yeah. feel like I'm a there are there are just some times when you're like, like especially at the beginning of a few episodes where they're like trying. They have this like a mini story at the beginning of the episode, nah. and you're like, what, what? Yeah, and then like some it kind of relates in a way to what what's the episode's going to kind of be about. But um, I don't know. It's <sighs> hmm. I'm sold. Yeah. The, don't go in with a weak heart. <laughs> Definitely not a kid or teen show. Nope. Watch it. Out. Ah, the ridiculous gore. I can. I can handle. No, there's that. a lot of. You're not a teen, Mike. You're a hundred and teen. There's a lot of unpleasant nudity as yeah. well. Unpleasant uh, nudity is sometimes the most erotic kind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay. And uh, yeah. So and, and there's no. It's not like. Um, all women. So, <laughs> like they they run the gamut of everything. All right, you get dead nudity. You know. <laughs> so we're talking like somewhere between Game of Thrones and Schindler's List. I mean, where are we at? <laughs> I, I can't even compare it to either one of those as wow. far as that. I yeah. mean, it's it's its own. Really, in in my mind, it's kind of its own. I've never really seen anything like it. Yeah. Okay. That's what makes uh, it so interesting to me. Yeah, I like, think that's part of the reason why I'm like I'm really invested. Can't look in, away. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> wow, this is. I, I got to keep watching it. So, like all the all the new gods are just so weird and 
creepy in their own way. And I've yeah, never I, seen anything I hate like their that. names. I hate the, the names that they give the new guys. It makes sense. I mean, yeah. I don't know what other name they could give them, but yeah. God of media. So the, their name is media. But I, what, how we never talk about this. And I said, wasn't there a Roman or Greek God called media? Like, isn't yeah, that where the probably. term comes from? Garrick? Yes. Excellent. It's probably media, E-A. Well, yeah, I'm, but I'm pretty sure that's where the term media comes from. So in that, I'm like, okay, well, that actually kind of ties in there. But So I don't know. Uh, and what's his name from uh, Back to the Future, the dad? Crispin Glover. Yeah. He yeah. is creepy in his own right. Yeah, he's <laughs> creepy. If you creepy. ever said Crispin Glover is a non-entity and not creepy, I'd be like, oh, pass. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know what they did, but they broke Crispin Glover because that is what he is he, at all times. I, I honestly think he's probably a, a perfect in a perfect role for him. You ever watch his appearances but, on the old David Letterman, the late night? With, I don't think I ever have. With David Letterman? I've I've seen a couple on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, it, he's it, wacky. It, he, like, it's it's not an act. <laughs> it's, you know, I, yeah. It's, uh, that's him. You ever hear, it is him. Do you ever hear the Thomas Wilson, the guy who played Biff in Back to the Future, his song about people asking him about Back to oh the Future? Oh, yes. my Yes. He's like, what's, yes. what's Michael J. Fox? Ask the question. Yeah, he's like, what's Michael J. Fox like? He's nice. What's Michael J. Fox like? He's a nice guy. What and there's or no? What's uh? It's it's Michael J. Fox and then uh, the girl. Um, freaking the rain. yeah, yeah. I can't think of no, her. No, it's Doc. It's Doc after that. It, yeah, it's it, it, he's he's a nice guy. And then what's Crispin Glover like? He's an individual. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, he's definitely something in this. So. Uh, I, it's one of those shows where I just can't recommend it because it's because you don't know what people can handle. Yeah. yeah. So it, <laughs> if from what we said, it sounds like, well, you know what? I might give that a try and then go for it. But, yep. uh, but if, if you're like on the fence about it, probably not. <laughs> I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot and I can't wait to report back. In the meantime, next up is Garrick. Woo, me. Well, guys, Ow! <laughs> speaking of DC stuff <laughs> i mean you're talking cw and that's like dc stuff that's true right? we're adjacent yeah. well i was yeah. but yes it's yeah. the cw version of DC. yeah this is not on cw yes. by the way Mm-mm. no <laughs> it's, it's not showtime right uh, stars like that. isn't it stars that's right yeah so uh the dc animated universe the more Again? superior of the animated universes movie universes is just finished up a six year run of of a uh, uh, continuity continuity movie i guess line they did just recently yeah they started with the they they started <laughs> doing new 52 stuff yeah unbeknownst to them oh, that cool. new 52 <clears throat> was going to go away like immediately after they started yeah exactly i remember <laughs> i remember watching and being like too bad it's already over so it starts with the the justice league war which is a movie and then it and then the next movie after that is flashpoint paradox okay and so obviously that's flashpoint where the new 52 started well then they did a bunch of other animated movies after that in this whole long storyline was the flashpoint finally- paradox the one where martha wayne was the joker yes okay i watched that that's mm-hmm. good it's a good one yeah that is, that's a really good one. They're all really good. Uh, oh, or, or spoiler, least, uh, everybody. Sir, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you haven't read that comic from the, like, 90s or, yeah. you know, spoiler, or 2000s, I don't know. 
But uh, they just finished up with Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. War. Constantine. So, now, so it it was a pretty decent movie. I mean, I really? watched it. it. Yeah, it's very it's very adult. Uh, as in, like, there's a bunch of violence and people getting killed and blown up. And so you're saying it's consistent everywhere. with what DC is currently. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But the, this one, as much as they like went uh, hard into the violence, it was these characters were the characters we were used to. I mean, there's Superman and he's Superman. He's a pillar of hope and justice. Yeah. And and um, the, basically the storyline is Apocalypse takes over Earth and all the heroes on Earth are either killed off or messed up in really, really terrible ways. Wait, 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 wait. You keep saying Apocalypse. Are you talking Dark Side? Yeah, Dark Seed. Yeah, sorry. Dark Side. Dark okay. Seed. Sorry. Oh, I meant Dark Seed. 90s, Garrick. Where did you come from with your bowl cut? <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah come he, on, man. He You're lives on Apocalypse. His name is Dark Side. My bad. Yes. Yeah. So Dark Side, with his parademons, come and take over Earth, and everyone's messed up. But Superman's. As, as he does. As, he, as he's wont to do. It's Superman. Uh, I guess I don't want to spoil it too much, but Superman basically leads the charge to try to take Earth back, even though he's like really, really messed up um, and he doesn't have powers and stuff for some reason. But <clears throat> it's a great, great story, I thought. It was a, a pretty, uh, very melancholy ending to this whole series. Um, so if you're interested in the series, and I, I highly suggest watching these movies because if you're like me and you hate the the live action DC movies that have been coming out. This is a welcome reprieve from that. It's got, oh, it's got great voice actors too. Like John Constantine's one of the main characters in it. Yeah. And it's voiced by Matt Ryan, who plays Constantine on the CW. Nice. Shows. I yeah, like how that guy's just permanently owning that character for <laughs> yeah, television's sake. He's, from the and he's perfect. He's a yeah. perfect John Constantine. I mean, aside from Keanu Reeves, of course. He's, yeah. Like, I mean, Keanu Reeves was great, Reeves. but he is definitely Reeves. more of the John Constantine <laughs> yeah, he's, character he's the, than uh, Keanu Yeah, he's was. the comic book John Constantine. Yeah. But I, I really like the Constantine movie. They had like uh, Jerry O'Connell as Superman. They had Rosario Dawson as Wonder Woman. <laughs> even had Rebecca nice. Romaine as Lois Lane and Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor. So it's like all they went all out on the all star cast for the, the voice acting. Yeah, so that's what I've been docking. Pretty good <clears throat> shit. I can dig it. Yeah. I can dig it. Mike I, I don't know if oh, sorry. Okay. Oh no. Garrick's not done, Mike. Good. Well, I Holding didn't know pattern, if they were right? gonna if they're going to um, move the storyline to what we're in now, whatever is post New 52, but I hope they do. It'd be awesome. Now nice. I'm done. For real. For Mike Dockett. Okay, so sometimes you just gotta vegetate and not have to not have to invest too much thought power when you're watching a TV show. And uh, that's where my wife's been lately and by proxy me. So we've been watching uh, some reality television. <gasps> the show is called. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no. There we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Watch the survivor. The show is huh? called 90 Day Fiance. Oh, I don't know if anybody is <laughs> familiar with this. But um, I think the show I made hey, And hey, Vance, <laughs> get hand check. Quit touching yourself. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> 
So the premise of the show and is uh, that they follow these couples that have created these long distance relationships, right? And most of them questionable, of course. So you, you're following a guy, for example, that's dating a girl in the Ukraine, <laughs> you know, a guy, you know, and from San Diego, that's, uh, you know, he's in his 50s and he's dating a 23 year old Filipino girl. Yeah, I thought they know, were all Canadian. Like so, you know, no, Canadian, Canadian girlfriend. <laughs> Super hot. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting premise, actually, because <clears throat> you question right from the start, right? Every time you see one of these that, oh, my gosh, this girl just wants to get to the States or this guy is just playing, you know, the the woman because, you know, he wants to get to, um, you know, it's get called, his green card. It's called catfishing. <laughs> yes, catfishing. Yeah, exactly. Also so, that. Yeah. Um, the, the season we watched has a couple of, uh, um, doozies, son. I can't talk right now. Doozies. Did he get, did he, Sorry. did he get, did he get cabined up in time? Did he, did he die or did he get cabined up in time or did he build a stairway to the sky? Sorry. I'm just looking for an update from your about. son right now in his <laughs> Fortnite game. Fortnite. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, the it's I don't know. It's it's interesting because, like I said, you always have these, you know, um, these doubts about, you know, what the true intentions of these people are. And uh, but then you get into it and then, you know, you see, well, sometimes people just, you know, I guess fall in love know, stupidly. Have, Yes, fall in love very stupidly. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Sure. And then, but the show the show usually picks up Can right confirm. where like one or the other has is going to visit. Yeah, and uh, and the whole premise of the ninety day thing is that they get what's called a, a K one visa, and it allows the, the the long distance people to get together, and they need to decide in ninety days are we getting married, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> they're gonna seal it's the pretty deal. wacky, man. So, um, at the current season that I'm watching. Um, the like the fifty year old guy that's dating the twenty year old Filipino girl is just it's so ridiculous. The guy's like, <laughs> the guy's like, it's funny because when they meet each other for the first time, she's like, "Oh, you lied about your height." <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like four eleven, and he said, "But yeah, I'm five three. Say four eleven. Four eleven. It's hilarious. We can't lord." <laughs> Corey, the funny thing is that he's dating a 23-year-old Filipino girl that's, like, head and shoulders taller than him. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's, that's the funny part. <laughs> they're, they're not known as a tall people. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So, anyway, it's dumb. I can't and believe they want, find enough subject crap. material for that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It writes itself. <laughs> it, it really does. It really and that's, does. And I can't watch it. I can't. I've been told about this show from multiple people. And I'm like, this literally appeals to what is in my brain, the parts I want to massage the least. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty, that's kind of true. <laughs> kind yeah, of sounds I'm, I'm not trying to be insulting. I'm not going to say like, if you're, no. if you enjoy this, you're a bad person or you're stupid. It's just like the parts of me, if I was watching the show, I don't think I could enjoy it because the, for me, those parts of my brain that would be stimulated by these people just wrecking themselves. <laughs> Right. I would be stressed out the whole time. See, I have this thing called empathy, Mike. Maybe you've heard of it. 
<laughs> Dude, again, I tried to tune out and just enjoy it for just mindless crap. As someone who's but... dodged a bullet or two, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. So what, no. what percentage would you say end up in marriage at the end of the show? Like um, zero. Let's see. I want to say they follow maybe in, in a season they follow, I don't know, eight couples or something. I'd say one or two Ooh. end up married, and long bad. term, who knows? I don't know, you know. So yeah, it, it, I mean, it really kind of works itself out that way. Yeah. I mean, it, I, in the end, it's it's just super, super ridiculous. And uh, I totally know at some point my wife's going to discover this show and make me watch it, and I'm just going to be climbing the walls the whole time. <laughs> I'm just going to be constantly uh, like under like horrible, shaky stress. There's <laughs> comedy in there, man. I mean, it's they do some goofy stuff. And sometimes you just have to shake your head and, and like... <laughs> but, like, are the situations just play out goofy or are they staged goofy? Because, like, for the same reason I can't watch... Um, Howie, what's the show that I hate that you... Uh, Big used? Brother. Big Brother. Because they have all these staged stupid things. Like, look at all these people frustrated going through this obnoxious Double Dare-like event and just scowling the whole time. Like, Which is hilarious. I can't handle it. <laughs> I can't handle it. Um, sign up I, for it. I don't think it's as, as, it's as staged as you might think. Okay. I think... I, think I literally the, don't the think. Stuff, I have no idea. I mean, there's, there, I mean, there's a whole gamut of stuff here. So you've got your couples that are just kind of wacky and crazy. But then... But then there's people where you're like, I mean, for example, this the season that I'm watching that you're just you're like, how do these people function in life? Like, there's this one woman. I mean, it was complete catfishing, right? She she's been dating, you know, a guy, and I can't remember his name. Oh, the Williams. That's what she calls him, the Williams. I, and he's uh, he's supposed to be from England, right? The Williams. And uh, that you hear a phone call with him, and like he's got an African accent. He's Hello, not governor. British. <laughs> he's totally Nigerian, right? How's it going, mate? <laughs> <laughs> but she is convinced that she's in a relationship with this guy. But every time she tries to go meet him, it can't happen. Uh, he, you know, disappears, stops. He needs five hundred dollars and send it wired to him. And and as she's got, yeah, right. Those are the real sad ones. Yeah, there's there's a there's a guy that has had been dating for seven years, seven <laughs> years. This girl wow. in in Ukraine, and uh, they kept asking him how much money he had sent over the years, and he wouldn't say, wouldn't say, wouldn't say. And uh, I think toward the end, they got him to open up that, yeah, it had been, I don't know, like a quarter million or something. Swallow <laughs> <laughs> my tongue. <laughs> I mean, it was so ridiculous. He had been there yeah, like three or the, four different times trying to meet her, and she would never come. The, the problem I have with this kind of a show, like Big Brother's one thing where you sign up to be, yeah, sure. to do your thing. These people legitimately think for their own reasons that they're in this relationship and everybody can tell it's not. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. I had a girlfriend. She was for real, real. Garrick has met her. Okay. Oh, she was a real yeah, person. Do you still have a girlfriend? And she moved away. <laughs> and then one? we're supposed to meet up at this big convention thing. And I went there and I couldn't find her. She's supposed to be a certain place, a certain time. Wasn't there. Kept trying to call everybody that she was with that had a cell phone. Nobody's answering. Couldn't find, couldn't find. I mean, I drove two hours. This ended up driving home. She was supposed to come home with me for a week. Drove two hours back home. No idea if she's dead or not. 
and like the level of stress and like absolute misery. And then when I, I finally talked to her, and, she, and it was just like, oh, you know, blah blah blah. And I was like, I felt so betrayed. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Garrett could probably test this person had a naivete that all, everything she said could probably true in some regard. But at the same time, I was I felt so betrayed. I was like, mm, mm, questioning everything now. Like even though it's a real person, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm sure. already like, uh-uh, uh-uh. So to see yeah. other people go through this kind of stuff at like a factor of three or four, I'm just like, oh god, okay, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna take yeah. It. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say of all the, I, they really, they kind of break them up. I mean, so like I told you, they may, they follow maybe six or eight couples. And yeah, there's one or two that are just like, they're head scratchers. You're like, how do they not understand this? What are they not seeing? Yeah. You know? Ugh. And then, you know, then the others, and you got the funny ones, and then you got ones that are really, you know, at each other's throats and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's the full gamut, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Again, mindless stuff, and I don't feel... <laughs> any compulsion to watch all the seasons or anything. It's just one of those where if you just want to sit down at night and not have to think a whole lot or, you know, really invest yourself into a, you know, an overarching story or anything. Well, if that's yeah. where I'm at, I'm just going to play Overwatch. There you go. Yeah. See? <laughs> See? <laughs> Get that sweet XP, baby. Yeah, baby. Get there them loot boxes with all the three of those sprays and that one player icon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, when I'm on the Xbox, that's not that's not quality Mike and Emily time. So, oh, you have one of those relationships. <laughs> See, you you've been married too short a time. Eventually, she won't care that you just yeah. leave. See, my, my wife and I enjoy because she likes to play video games too. So, if I'm playing my video game, she's like, "Sweet, I can play mine in a different part of the house." In a Wait, different part she, of the house. What's she playing? <laughs> she loves Lego City. For real? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Nice. See, my wife just played, played Frozen Freefall for like eight years <laughs> on her phone while watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians or whatever the crap she was watching back then. Now it's all police medical dramas. Well, for some reason, too, my wife has to uh, unlock everything in Lego City, which she's probably done a good times. Oh, she's times. a completionist. We could poison her well, with really, really big games. And then, <laughs> and then Nolan accidentally deleted it. Oh. <gasps> Gasp. Yeah, so she's unlocked Lego City, I don't know how many times. So Nolan did to her Lego City game what Garrick did to the church's uh, record database when he was a Man, child. that was like... <laughs> that was like, when you're that was like smaller than 5'7". <laughs> I know how to fix this. Format C. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to play Snake, man. <laughs> An old green Vax terminal monitor. <laughs> And that started my long career in <laughs> IT. There you go. Exactly. You've spent. You're going to spend the rest of your life paying for your mistakes. Karma. Yeah. Oh my God! It what is? Oh God! Oh no! So my my turn. Yeah. I totally watched. Okay. I I totally watched all of Last Dance. Psych! I did, and I'm talking about it. Wait, what? Wait, I'm, I, confused. I'm confused. You did, Last you Dance, baby. You know, last dance, last with chance Mary Jane. for love. Get yeah, your last Donna Summers on last dance with Mary Jane. Last dance. One more time to kill the big, the, the big, uh, the big docu oh, series about the uh, the '98 Chicago Bulls. '98, I think '98, '99. Yeah, mm. Chicago Bulls. Uh, but it's not. It's really. About it's Jordan. about their three. It's about their two. They're six championships. They're two sets of three championships that they won. That's what it's about. Two three peats. Yeah, they're two. Well, you can't call it three P because Pat Riley has a. He's got a trademark on three P, so we can't say three P. 
Three I, said tree, big, I said tree Pete. Oh, not, nice. So that works. Yeah, that three, works. Don't sue us. Don't See, sue as us. someone who lived in Chicago at the time of the completion of the first three Pete, everybody knew you could go out and get shirts and hats and stuff that said three Pete on it. And mm. everyone knew, don't you dare. Because if they weren't bootleg, that meant money was going into Pat Riley's pocket, who I believe at the time was still the coach of the Knicks, who we hated. <laughs> uh, hate the Knicks. So it was all about finding the stuff that didn't say 3P. There's a lot of like triple play and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I was a kid in Chicago at the time of the first 3P. Um, I was in high school in Fort Wayne you, at the time you of the second. You him 3P. a lot of money already. I know, right? I'm just paying Pete. out. I'm paying. I'm saying tree it's, Pete. Yeah. If you're hearing it otherwise, you're hearing incorrect. Oh, okay. So three Pete. Um, no, I, I and we were enormous. Everybody, everybody was enormous Bulls fans at the time. We were oh, enormous. Yeah. We were. Well, still are. Everybody like, outside of in the Midwest, outside of like Detroit, was yes. Yeah, everybody in Detroit was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my wife, who's also from Chicago, now she lived in Chicago through both of the series, both the, of the Tree Pete series, and so her and I watched this with just like avid enraptured you know like we were like we were pigs and shit watching this for for lack of a better phrase even though there are countless better phrases to choose from and the level of nostalgia that washed over me with every episode of this like things i'd forgotten like the whole thing with isaiah thomas and like all that stuff like because that was like early bulls you know what i mean that was before the first championship and then bleeding a little bit into it i'd already forgotten all that because stuff moved on things changed championships kept coming right yeah so like i'm like literally thrown back to when i was like eight or nine years old and i was just Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i mean i was transported i was like i was getting like warm fuzzies like weird like oh my gosh i forgot all about that and of course all the players seeing them and how they've aged, except for BJ Armstrong because he refuses to age because he's a bastard. <laughs> I remember all my sister's girlfriends, all my sisters, like all the cheerleaders that were on her cheerleading squad, were all obsessed with BJ Armstrong because he was quote the cutest one end quote. But like, it's not. They're not lying. They're not. He is a good looking man to this day. He still looks like he's in his thirties, and that is that is not right. <laughs> but uh, I I just. You know, the whole thing's it's called Last Dance because that's what Phil Jackson named that last season, which was their last championship season, which is because uh, because the, the manager had said, you're not this is your last season. You're out. They didn't get along. And he's like, you're done after this. So he knew it was his last one. So he told it to players. He says his last. Year. And that's what Michael Jordan is like. I'm not coming back if I'm not playing for Phil. Right. So everybody knew this was like the culmination of everything at that point. Yeah. But the series is just as much about that whole history as it is about that last season. They bounce back and forth, but it's like 75-25. 75 stuff in the past, 25 that season. Did but they cover I, his baseball career? His, yep. His yeah, they did. They, I mean, not, not extensively because it's a short period of time in the grand scheme of the story. But, yeah, they talked about it. And honestly... The stuff that you didn't hear at the time, and, and they they get into this mm-hmm. how the press was like ragging on the press was just loving saying Michael Michael Jordan sucks at baseball blah blah blah. You hear him like his batting coach and stuff talking, and he's like he's like no for real. This guy's work ethic was like nobody I'd ever seen, and there's no doubt in my mind he would have been playing in the majors within like three years. Yeah, wow. like at, they at the age he was at the age he was. Yeah, I have just, his baseball card. Now, I mean, we're talking like this same Michael Jordan who went to college and like said, I want to be the best. Like, yeah, you were the best in your high school. You're not the best here. 
He said, what do I got to do? And they're like, you got to practice more and get better. And so he worked all summer and came back a different dude. That's how he is. And, like, I've always kind of known all of this anecdotally because, you know, I grew up in the Be Like Mike epicenter, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, hearing him talk about himself in that way was really interesting. Hear him say, like, he's, you know— he wouldn't he wouldn't put himself down that much but he was it was full on like kind of mea culpa level stuff where he's like if i was not trying this hard to win that's all i cared about you know like yeah. people's relationships and and everybody feeling good that he didn't care so he without saying i was antisocial psychopath he pretty much admits that that's the level i would go to if that's what i felt i had to get to to get everybody to that level you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I loved every minute of it. It was sobering. It was exciting. It brought back all that stuff. I absolutely freaking love Last Dance. And you don't hear Fly Casual talk about sportsing very often. <laughs> and like I said, I'm talking back to a bygone era. I don't know jack crap about any modern teams of any sports. But I remember everything about the Bulls back then. Well, I do now. And uh, I love the series Last Dance. If you get a chance to watch it and you have any fondness for that era, please do, to enjoy. Do you guys ever wonder... What uh, Bo Jackson's up to nowadays? I don't know. I got Bo Jackson. Oh, man, story. they had they had one of those uh, ESPN uh, documentaries on him. Did they? Ooh, the thirty, ago. the thirty it for was, thirty. Bo yeah, knows documentaries. Awesome. Yeah, I do. It was awesome. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he just. I think he he lives in. I boy, I'm going to get this wrong, but I want to say he lives in either Kansas or Missouri, and. Just lives on a farm and that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, Bo but, Jackson, Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, the pro stars. You remember that cartoon yeah. and cereal? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I loved Bo Jackson. He was my favorite, dude. Okay, but, so, yeah. so we saw Bo Jackson downtown once, right after he came to the Sox. Oh, lucky me and nice. uh, we were on. It was National Junior Honor Society, so the the middle school version of the National Honor Society. And it was like our yearly trip. And basically, and Chicago sometimes, like, if you want to make middle schoolers feel like adults, you just took them downtown and said, stay inside the building on your unsupervised. And we all felt like we were hot shit, right? <laughs> and me and my best friend, Merrill, we were shopping in Water Tower Place in Chicago, and uh, which is a big mall across from the historic Water Tower, one of the only buildings to survive Chicago fire. I'm full of trivia tonight, y'all. It's crazy. And we're going down the escalator. It's kind of the end of the day. We're kind of like, eh, we're kind of done shopping. We've done our thing. We're going down this, you know, this long ass escalator with these like little trickly waterfalls next to it, which I don't even know if any of this exists anymore. And uh, he goes, Merrill was tall. <laughs> Merrill, Merrill played on the city basketball team. I was still just a short, fat dude. But, you know, we were seriously like, we could not have been more opposite, but we had the exact same mentality. <laughs> so, but he goes, he goes, dude, that's Bo Jackson. That's Bo Jackson. And I'm like leaning around people trying to look, right? And like down the down escalator, you know, below us is Bo Jackson. And he's like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And see, y'all know me for being kind of madcap and doing stupid shit at weird times sometimes on a rare occasion. He was committed to the cause. <laughs> and he yells, "Bow!" like that. And dude whips his head around. He's got a ball cap on and sunglasses. And literally, yeah. he's like six feet from the bottom of the escalator. He starts shoving people out of the way because he knows somebody just spotted him. <laughs> how he didn't, how people weren't spotted. The place was packed. How people were spotted him. But Meryl spots him from like 20 feet behind on a down escalator. And so he takes off he shoves some people to the side no lie and takes off but now at this point he was recovering from those escalators yeah he does and he was recovering from it like like a hip injury or something like that i don't remember and we were rushing and kind of like trying to scoot around people get to the bottom of the escalator and merrill who was fast again 
unlike myself, <laughs> takes off out the door. Oh, you chasing, can't catch Bo? Chasing Bo Jackson down the street. He gets to the corner. He comes back. He's like, I, could, I couldn't, I couldn't catch him. I couldn't catch him. You like, can't get, I, you nobody know, can He's catch a professional Bo. athlete. Me? I mean, I'm just saying. I don't know how bad the hip injury was, but apparently Bo didn't look both ways. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's probably why he didn't come back as soon as he could have. I don't get, he was spooked. I don't know if he thought Merrill sounded like a pissed off debt collector or what, but he was out like he owed money. It was I mean, he took off like a shot. Did he? Did he forget what position he played? <laughs> oh my gosh, he was gone. But that's my boy. Well, did, apparently, didn't have his uh, security with him. No, he was all by himself. Yeah, so. and maybe that was it. Maybe he kind of stepped out of his normal protective shell for a minute. I don't know. So, update on Bo Jackson. Oh, thank Wikipedia. God. He lives in Burr Ridge, Illinois, currently. Yeah, because so, Kansas or road trip or Burr Ridge. And, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he he refers to himself in the third person because, due to a childhood stutter, it made him difficult to say I. So Interest. I never Interesting knew that. Interesting Bo Jackson facts. <laughs> Bo don't know. Poor Bo. kids. <laughs> Sorry. Step down. Speaking of transition, it's time for some news, guys. Boys, well, girls, Bo knows news, ladies. Bo knows news, yeah, he do. But does he know Cowboy Bebop? That's oh, Bo knows Cowboy Bebop. (laughs) Bo's all up in that Cowboy 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 Bebop in the news this week, boy. Oh, I I feel like now we're just getting another jaded news source. It's like the Michael News Network. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm into Cowboy Bebop. So it's in the news. (laughs) (laughs) All in the news is Cowboy Bebop. A couple of things kind of dropped here the last couple weeks. We uh, unfortunately, for those who noticed. Uh, we didn't put out two ep- or an episode last week. We kind of fudged it and put it out in the middle. Hey, you guys want to know why? A Tuesday and a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Garrick, Garrick sicked himself. <laughs> I did. We were between two episodes, and we took too long and came down. I thought Garrick was mad at us because he wasn't waiting on the mic. And then he comes back, and he's like, mm-hmm, I just got sick. so anyway the first set of news regarding uh bebop came out uh during that time uh being that uh, john cho do you guys know what the john Cho? hell yeah Yeah. Yeah. and kumar fame (laughs) He, he does the fencing yeah you do (laughs) he does that's right so john cho has been um for those who don't know has been tapped to play the spike spiegel yeah that's great cowboy bebop so yeah that seemed kind of on i wouldn't have picked it but uh, i can't think exciting to find out but uh uh as the week uh went on and there was uh more to come out about uh, the Netflix. This is going to be a Netflix show, by the way. And um, I guess the creator of the, of the original show, of the of the cartoon. Mm-hmm. That would be the original and, show was a cartoon, confirmed. It was a cartoon, yes. Thank it was you very a, much. An Actually, it was an animation. It was, anime. Anime. it was an anime. I don't know. Some people were a little <laughs> skeptical this week after his interview, and I, I don't have the article uh, pulled up, but uh, he made some comments about... 
Well, because people are curious. Okay, is this gonna be a, is this gonna be a remake, basically? You know, like a, a um, live action adaptation of the original of the, of the anime, or is this gonna be a different timeline? Anime. You know, what's going on? So, um, it's still kind of up in the air. He was kind of didn't speak to it directly, but it sounded like, from what I understood, that he that they're gonna be exploring timelines. Um, outside of the main story, so it's not going to be a one for one oh. recreation. It shouldn't so. be because I mean, you yeah. the people who are going to flock to the show are the people who already love the previous show, so you can't just retell the mm-hmm. same thing. So and I kind of, I kind of feel the same way. Go ahead, Gary. I, I was going to say, so Netflix has done this before with a different anime um, called Death Note, and Death Note is like a super popular anime. And they created a live-action series of it, brought in Willem Dafoe to play a, one of the major characters. I'm assuming that character was creepy. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> it was CGI, so he just I guess maybe he just voiced it, mm. the character, and it sucked so much ass. Oh no! Like it was god awful. Like not. It was very, very loosely based on the original anime. So hopefully, they've learned their lesson. Well, well, this is always, I think it might be why that's where some of the stuff. skepticism online is coming is that, yeah, uh oh, exactly. you know what? You know, because Netflix doesn't have the greatest track record. Mm-hmm. Some of this is making more sense to me now that you've said that. So, yeah, and, and, um, the, and it's not the first uh, anime to make, be made live action. You know, Japan does it all the time. And yeah, so does Scarlett Johansson. Terribly. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I feel like what they need to do instead of doing these terrible. remakes, they should do uh, just a continue the story. Yeah. How old is John Cho? And you're not going to do the same uh, thing uh, in live action as, as they do in the anime. You just you can't because of and shouldn't. Yeah. Take the characters, mm-hmm. take the heart of the show, and adapt it to a different storytelling. Well, well see, that's the thing. That, but they've got to do a couple things there, right? I mean, they've got to capture the heart of the original. So it's got to it's got to feel like you're in that universe, right? Right. So, and that's going to be a tough enough. And see, I challenge. Think, I think, and here we go because I've been drinking. I think the key to doing that is a what you were saying: the universe, right? You got to build a similar universe around it. And then B, you have to capture the center of the import, most important characters, not their, not everything they can do, not their kung fu and their powers and their action and their gunplay, the personality center. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be kind of like over dramatized and stoic, like like even Cowboy Bebop could be at times, because it's just it's highly you know that noir style. It doesn't even have to commit that heavily to the noir, but you have to have the central motivation of the characters has to be identical, and the world building has to be really damn close. I feel like outside of that, you have a lot of room to play, but they screw, and I'm not saying Netflix, but they in general, screw that up so bad so much. Yeah. Wow. And here is where some of the more more skepticism comes in because they were asking about, you know, how, you know, how true are the characters going to be to the original and that type of thing. And then the response was kind of, it kind of seemed like it's going to be a watered down version. And what I mean by that, for example, they talked about, you know, in the cartoon, you know, the character smoke and there's a heavy emphasis on smoking. And, well, mate, you know, that doesn't that doesn't match, you know, modern sensibilities. So we might, well, I'm sorry, you know, but American Gods is someone who vapes all the time. 
It's a yeah. <laughs> well, and I know, and I, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, and that's you know, part of the problem. They're falling into the trap. Not you know? not it's that like, long ago, you could do an homage to a like noir, and with noir, that's one of the themes. You know, like I got way down the rabbit hole talking about like the themes, like tropes of farces. You know, several mm. episodes back, noir is a genre that literally smoking. Is one of the textbook checkboxes for the genre. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, that's you know, not that's a joke at I all. No, I know because <laughs> it obscures. It, it makes it smoky and more mysterious. I mean, literally. have you ever? Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember a friend of the show, Timma, making me watch uh, Coffee and Cigarettes, which is a bunch of just discussions with like these rock stars sitting around and they're having coffee and smoking cigarettes, and it's black and white, and it's all very subdued because they're evoking a noir feeling right. around a nothingness. Right. And right. so, yeah, it is. It is textbook, but at the same, at the same time, Netflix knows ninety five percent of their audience is coming to this with fresh eyes. So, if they're not gonna f- completely commit to the gumshoe ness of the original series, which <coughs> was a little just, out there for Western audiences at the time, okay. I just have, I mean, with, with the smoking <laughs> thing, I okay, I get it that coastal people really, I mean, they voice their opinions about that, but I mean, I mean how much of their mass audience really gives a damn that a character is smoking, especially in a show like this? As someone, you know what I mean, I, as honestly, I, I am because this is not, I mean, this is adults only, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not going to be a kiddie show. Smoking is familiar to me, and yet when I see a show or movie that has someone smoking, I notice it. Now, I didn't used to. Well, yeah, because it's been pulled from. Yeah, I'm yeah, so not used to seeing it that even though I'm around smoking all the time in real life, when I see it in media, I go, oh, it's like seeing the Twin Towers in an older movie. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah, oh, sure. oh, they're still there. Like Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 That's true. It does the other, stand out. The other thing that, uh, in, in that they talked about in this interview was they're talking about Faye Valentine and her attire. <laughs> and her, her, There's no uh, way you could do that in yeah, reality. Voluptuousness. So much spirit gum inside the shirt to keep it from falling All down. Right, you're going to have to wear this for the rest of your life. We're going to fuse it to your body. <laughs> exactly. Well, to me, but still, I mean, I still think that you want to, again, you want to capture the essence. Yes, you have to make it practical and real in the show. And I think people are waiting to see, okay, are they going to tame her down and she's just going to be, you know, in a bodysuit and, you know, and somebody completely different than what yeah, they see yeah. in when the they cartoon? Yeah, when they go, we can't. Or is it going to be a subdued, ver- like an appropriately, appropriately subdued version of what she's wearing? Exactly. It's like, it's, it's, there's no shades of gray a lot of times. There can be, there should be, but they can say, all right, we can't overly sexualize it like that because that, you know, literally gravity defying, it would be ridiculous. But can we have enough scenes where it's justified that the character would be overly sexualized and sure. have it have context that justifies yeah. it? And, if some, casino, and all, it, job, all it takes, you know. all it takes is one activist to go, no. Yeah, I know. And then right. they abandon it completely. And then you're losing part of part of the show that was part of its story. I'm not going to say it's a vital part of any story because that's not it, but we're talking about the show's story. And part of that heart is that character's, you know, the, 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 what's the word? I don't, you know, the, not, there were two sides of her character, one of which was very much portrayed through there, but then there was more depth. There's a certain vanity to her character and that that needs to, that needs to carry over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
We were talking a lot about Cowboy Bebop for like the manyth week in a row. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm a fan. Are we turning? All right, moving on. Is our podcast turning into a Cowboy Bebop podcast? Is that, Let's do it. Let's do it right now. It what would be. you, Howie, what would you call your Cowboy Bebop podcast? Um, Bebop and Rocksteady? No, that's your Ninja Turtles podcast. Oh, that's right. But I, 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 you put me on the spot. I don't know. I know. I know. It's hard. It only took us like seven hours to come up with Fly Cat. Cowboy so. Podcast. <laughs> the Bebopacast. The, the Bebopalooza. I like it. Bebopalooza. These are all yeah. good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on. What's next, Mike? Henry Cavill in the news this week. Again? Witcher Again? Season 2? What's huh? What? Witcher, Witcher season, season two? two. We getting season Witcher, two. Witcher season two. Where, yes. where no. can I watch it? Can I watch it now? No, no, no. Season two. What if yet, I toss uh... you a coin, Mike? Oh, <laughs> toss a coin <laughs> to your Michael. <laughs> oh, valley nice. of plenty. <laughs> I am looking forward to season two. That's for sure. But now, Henry Cavill in the news this week for a different reason. Uh, mm. Apparently, rumor has it that uh, he is in talks to actually don the cape again. What? Yeah, the Witcher he cape. Talks. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Witcher. Superman yep. cape, my friend. We're doing a Witcher oh. movie. No, not Ooh. Witcher. We're not talking about Witcher. Does the cape <laughs> come with a mustache? If it has nothing to do with Witcher, I don't care. Let's move on then. <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 kidding no, 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 no. I take issue with that. I Henry take Cavill like Henry with Cavill that. Not about Witcher. Henry Cavill could play a perfectly acceptable Superman if he had a script and a showrunner yep. and a director but that's who not didn't going to happen. Nuts. Not going to happen. No. Okay, now stop. Just one minute. No. And realize it's that whatever happen. happens going forward, Zack Snyder will not be involved in it. But for all you know, running DC are involved <laughs> in Howie, it. Howie, for all you know, <laughs> at one point in the distant past, you were in a 40-man raid in World of Warcraft, and Harry Cavill was one of your raid buddies. I love <gasps> him, but I don't like DC. Yes, I like DC's potential and what DC hey, once was. Hey, and you I, don't like DC EU. I don't like anything universe. DC right now other oh, than burn. some of the stuff on the CW. Some. Some? Okay. What about like yeah, guys. some. Batwoman sucks, and no one's surprised that Ruby Rose quit. What about, yeah. <laughs> what about, what about the comics? Like comics? No. All right, I don't have no. as much exposure to the comics. I just lump the <laughs> comics in with the hard edge bullcrap of all their movies and stuff lately. And and I'm including, even though the animation has a quality to it, I'm including the hard edgeness of the of the animated stuff too. And I'm I'm just tired uh, of all the decisions that they. When you make. got a comic book with Batman dong. They just <laughs> that done. was one that was one issue. Yeah, one issue of bat dong on every page. <laughs> it like, was one page. It's like one page. It that's was one the dumbest panel. thing. It was one it's dong, guys. Dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> you hold the whole book up to the light. It's just like a thousand dongs. <laughs> oh, I haven't tried that. I should go upstairs and do the that. bat of a thousand dongs. Uh, comic of a thousand dongs. Yes. <laughs> bat dong, wiener, 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 okay. wiener, wiener, wiener bat dong, wiener, 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 wiener. So I gotta say, I mean, again, I, I'm with Corey. I like Henry Cavill. I think he deserves. I to hope be we know that I like Henry Cavill too. I wish you wouldn't hate on Henry Cavill. Dang it! Why do you I, hate? Why do you guys? I hate love Henry Witcher. Hey, and on top of it, I'm sorry to say, but we need a Superman movie, man. No, man, we don't. more than ever, our Superman culture movie. needs a Superman movie. 
A good one. Yeah. A good, like, hopeful, good not about Lex Luthor Superman movie. No. <laughs> Lex we're done. We're I done with the Lex. We need a new hero. We need Are a, you holding out for hero? We need a new hope. Are you holding out uh until the morning light? <laughs> I am Does he gotta be strong? Yeah. Does he gotta be tough? Yeah. Does he gotta be fresh from the fight? Yeah. I need a hero. <laughs> it's raining, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just so anyway, all according the to black Cinema female Blend, vocalists uh, of the eighties in together, I see how it is. That, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> so according to Cinema Blend, Henry Cavill is in talk still talking about this to uh play Superman again and the obvious choice is, is a is a Man of Steel Part Two or Two or whatever. I would be okay and, uh, if they just called it Superman Five at this point and just ignored <laughs> the Man of Steel property. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I would just like it to be a, just a standalone Superman movie. It doesn't have to be tied to Man of Steel or Justice League or anything else. I mean, if they want to loosely tight to that stuff, yeah. fine. What sucks fine. is that Kevin Kevin Costner played such a good Pa Kent. That it's hard to decide that, you know, like he died and then they brought him back for some kind of weird super hallucination because they're like, oh, crap, he was our best card. And now if they make another movie, I'm like, well, how do you bring back Kevin Costner without it being lame? Because he was awesome. He yeah. was like the highlight of the film. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I feel like if they started over from with... Like at square oh, one, Superman. Not that's what a the new problem hero, is. Not they a new keep intro trying story. to start over. They can't start over. No, no, not start over. Square one meeting, sweep all the baggage away. You can still bring in what's her nuts as Lois Lane. Was it Aim? Who was her name? Chick from the Muppets. Amy Adams. Amy Adams. No. Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Rachel Adam. Rachel McAdams Longinson. <laughs> um, a Amy Jensen Norgensen. Uh, you could yeah. bring her in as Lois Lane. Like, you bring in the same characters that you need, but that's that's it. That's yeah, it. sure, right. You know what I mean? You start off with, okay, these are the people who work at the Daily Planet. Everybody else, gone, ignored, sweep it under the rug, ignore the Justice League, ignore everything that ever happened. Don't Except put, Jimmy don't, Olsen, he's dead. Yeah, don't try uh, that. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? Yeah. You're you making my points have, for me. Gotta, Damn it. Damn it, Garrick, why'd you have to buddy. play right into Howie's hand? Okay, <laughs> let me Superman's ask you this. Superman's best friend, Jimmy Olsen. I like that, dude. I, I like that bend. As I like Olsen. the song Jimmy Olsen's Blues. That's a good song. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I just, I just, just start about. over as if the Superman mythos has been going. None of this other crap's ever happened. Don't contradict it, but... Don't play can into it. Don't draw continuity from it because it's just, bad like, fly back. Can't we just fly backwards around the earth like 500 times? <laughs> yep. Why don't we just get Henry Cavill to play the greatest American hero? <laughs> All right, let me throw this out there. What What if you do a, a, a Shazam, Black Adam, Superman crossover? I'm in. See, I would like something like that. Because isn't, isn't the Rock they're... Black Adam? Is well, he, yeah, supposedly. for the last 12 years, he's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great cast, though. You got the it Rock, is. you got Zachary Levi, and you got Henry Cavill. All right, I'm going to be honest with you, Garrick, though. I'm going to throw a wrench in that. Uh -oh. Do you really think you can hate the Rock? 
Yeah. No. <laughs> no, you can't. Especially when he's wearing he's a so fairy cool. That's the biggest he's so problem. Cool. That's the biggest problem with him as Black Adam is that you can't. I can either... always smell what he's cooking. Yeah. Always. You always smell what he's cooking, and it smells like apple freaking oh, pie. Man. And so uh mouth watering. Yeah, and poi. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's from Hawaii. I don't know. But maybe Aquaman and uh well uh you know, turn him good or something. No, no, I don't want any Aquaman. I mean, I like Jason Momoa, and I'm jealous that he's. I'm envious that he's married. They're, to they're both like big beefy dudes, so right? Can just but like I don't. I, I don't get all that out of there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ezra Miller punched punched a girl, so the Flash isn't a thing anymore. Like, get all that all that baggage cleared away. If you want to bring a Superman and Shazam team up. I think it's okay, but here's the problem. What we don't need are more DC heroes fighting each other, right? Like, the yeah. same thing that the that Joss Whedon's Avengers first film fell into. Oh, everybody's got to fight before they get along. It's a standard old trope. Like, oh, I don't trust you, and I'm bad. I don't trust you, and I'm bad. You know what? The GM ought to give you motivation to work together. <laughs> but wasn't, wasn't Superman at the end of the Shazam? Spoiler. Yes. In the after credits? Oh, well, man, I don't know if I ever body. saw the after credits. There was a body wearing a Superman. Yeah, it wasn't technically Henry Cavill, but it was But my point is, if it was, the they problem, didn't show his face as much as I don't mustache. want to see more of the heroes fight because it's such a dead trope, Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Shazam, and Superman are like, it's like the best head-to-head in comics. You know what I mean? Because... Cat, or uh, I keep wanting to say Cat Marvel because I'm old school. Shazam, his power is magic related, but mm-hmm. hit, but like his powers don't manifest through magic. He's got super strength, lightning stuff. Superman's got super strength, the heat ravage, and they both fly. I mean, they're like pound per pound a perfect matchup, which is why they fought so many times throughout comics history. It would be hard to put Superman and, and Shazam in a movie and not have them fight. Yeah. You know? So Superman's that's where I'm like, I'm magic, on the fence. Though. What's so that? that would, Superman's weak to magic. Or, yeah, know, but that's the thing. But like magic. Shazam's powers, although they are given to him via magic, are not necessarily oh, like magical about, powers. It would have to be him and Superman. He would Superman would need Shazam to fight Black Adam because he can't. So they would team up. Okay, so now that makes good. sense. So if it's Black Adam versus Superman and then Shazam comes in, because normally it's Black, in my mind, it's Black Adam versus Shazam. But if it's Black Adam versus Superman and he's got to get Billy to help him out, mm-hmm. you got yep. something there. All right. All right. You That's got you got a foundation go. that can be built upon there. Yep. So like Witcher, th- Witcher, right? Yep. Witcher season two. Oh Toss man, if the soon. rock is in the Witcher next season. <laughs> <laughs> who plays I the rock? Die. Who who plays the rock's fat younger self? <laughs> no, they just they just put a blonde wig on him, and he's just like still there the rock go. though. Yeah, he's the rock, but he's also a Witcher. Yeah, and blonde. he's got yellow eyes and a and a blonde wig. Yeah, and he says the f word like a whole lot. <laughs> He does the eyebrow thing whenever he kills like a, a Spurgeon or something. No, he does an eyebrow thing after every line he speaks. He turns and he mugs the camera. <laughs> I've been watching so much of the Scrubs podcast, I forget what it's called when you look right into the camera. You spike the lens, I think is what it's called. Oh. I think. Upset spike. He spikes the lens the whole time with the mm. eyebrow thing. Playing volleyball. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'd watch The Rock play volleyball. Yeah. I mean, is he oiled up? It doesn't matter. I'd still watch it. It doesn't matter, man. Yeah. It's a rock. 
Got all those wicked uh, tattoos. He's destroyed like every town in the United States, plus some foreign ones, maybe. Yeah. Especially when he was fighting off the monsters in Rampage. Anyway, what's Mm -hmm. next, Mike? That's all I had for news. I did. What? Diddy bit? What? I don't know if y'all know this, but you know that classic sports film, The Natural, starring the Robert Redford? Oh, yeah, from The Sting. And he does the thing where he plays the baseball player that what gets shot and then 19 years later comes back and plays baseball again. Because he's the natural. I don't know if y'all know this, but that's based on a true story of sorts. What? That's right. 19-year-old Ruth Ann Steinhagen's obsession with Philadelphia Phillies player Eddie Waketh culminated to a story where when they were playing the Cubs in Chicago, she called him up to the hotel room with a note saying, I, I know some stuff about you. Y'all need to come up in here and stuff. Verbatim. And he went up <laughs> after the game at like 11.15 or some crap, and she shot him in the chest. Uh, that's bang, bangs. That's right. He survived. And at her trial, he said, I got no love for her at all. Because that was like a $90 shoot suit, and she shot right through the coat. Oh! You can't. You can't fix that. Added flavor. She then spent time in the Kankakee State Mental Hospital. Been there. Known for its underground tunnel network, Mr. Garrick Nache Hardy. (laughs) Been there. Yeah. (laughs) Which you might be intimately familiar with. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Creepy (laughs) AF. That's probably the number one creepiest place I've ever been in my life. Yeah, the Kankakee State Hospital, not to be confused with the Mantino Mental Hospital, which is otherwise known as Diversitech. But yeah, both of them, a real place. known for their underground, I actually was part of a play, very briefly, at the Kankakee State Hospital, where I saw two people with special needs having sex on a park bench. Hot. In the middle of the day. It's hot. In front of, like, a lot of people. Did you ever go into the, like, abandoned part? Of the Kankakee State Hospital? Or the the mental hospital, the old mental hospital? Well, which one are you talking about? Diversitech, the Mantino one, or the Kankakee one? That was downtown Kankakee. I forget. We're talking about this because it was close to where we went to school. There's one that was abandoned since the 80s, but they left all the beds and stuff in there. That was Diversitech. That was Mantino. Yeah, that's uh, true. Very nearby. No, I never went in there. Uh, The one time Tim tried to make me, I had to poop real bad, and he kept calling me... (laughs) Kept calling me a wussy, but I just did, I was afraid we'd have to run from the security or cops while I also had to poop. True story. Um, or zombies. Yeah, or zombies. I, I've heard. I've heard. I've heard like secondhand account, like like from. Well, I should say I've heard firsthand accounts of stuff that would. What is it in in that Winston says in Ghostbusters stuff that would like uh, turn you white. like i've heard people tell me like they just got back and the stuff that they said they saw in those tunnels that would freak you the freak we need to do a fly casual ghost podcast why haven't we done this yet it's not Halloween. now i was at the kankakee state hospital because they had a actually a theater an old theater building that was being used for uh practices for a community production that i was going to be a part of and i had to drop out of for uh work reasons but uh, I was just, I was part of like the initial, uh, I don't know, I was involved for a couple weeks. I don't even remember. I don't even remember what play it was, sadly enough. I think it was Shakespeare of some ilk. 
But yeah, when I was there for the auditions, I saw a couple folks just getting it on in front of God, everybody, and their entire social circle right there. I was literally parked in my car looking at my windshield going, oh, sweet mother of God. You weren't cheering them on? Uh, no, no. They had plenty of cheerers on. No one was coming to stop this. It was the middle of the day on a picnic table out in front of, and there were like 20 it's or nature, 30 man. people around them cheering. That's just nature taking its course. And I was like, you know? this is, uh, I have I have stepped a toe into a different world today. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My life just expanded a little bit. I think you need to play the Porkins bumper again. Yeah, just about. After all that. Just about. I'm not going to, though. I'm not going to, because time to get into some Chris-nap up in here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to level with the listeners. I'm going to level with the listeners right now. Mm-hmm. From, from the very concept of doing a COVID-19 sports break special episode... Mm-hmm. I said from the jump, like when I first pitched this idea, and yeah, believe it or not, it actually came from me. <laughs> yeah, that is the most surprising. Thing. That it, I, I I own up to that. Um, I said that the intro music should be "Sweet Georgia Brown." You gotta get the Harlem Globetrotters theme up in here. Mm-hmm. But before mm-hmm. the pot, who was it? Was it Garrick, Mike, Howie? Which one of you? Mike, it had to be one of the three. Suggested I that thought we it, but Garrick suggested it before I got oh. it out of my mouth. To Hell do the yeah. to do the Bulls intro, and that just <laughs> scratched too much of the exact right itch. Yeah, we had to do that. But that's right. Tonight we are doing an open forum of the greatest sports movies yes. of all time. You at home can participate. Just yell out. Just yell it out. We may or may not yep. respond. <laughs> oh, uh, good one, you. Yeah, hey, I never hadn't Listener. thought of that one. All right, I'm going to just get this one out of the way, y'all, because uh, I love this movie. I don't watch it very often, but every time I do, I am enraptured. So let's just do it, Field of Dreams. Well, of course. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. That's got that's probably on everyone's list. You got oh, some Kevin Costner. Kevin again, powerhouse Darth Kevin Vader. Costner. Darth Vader's in it yep. uh, again. As uh, to me, that's Ray gotta be, Liotta. That's got to be top three favorite James Earl Jones me? roles right there. Oh yeah, yeah. And Ray Liotta. Of- hey, Ray Liotta, and he doesn't do his creepy laugh that much. So that's a plus. <laughs> and you got a lot. So of for the young kids who don't players. know what the yeah. concept of this movie is, can someone kind of lay it out there for them? Field of Dreams is a fictional story about Ray. I don't remember his last Semi-fictional. name. Semi-fictional. Released in '89. No, it's completely Semi- fictional. <laughs> 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 no, I say that because Garrick's joking, but Kinsella. a lot of people believe Ray Kinsella, yeah. A lot of people actually believe that it's real because you can go to the actual place. It yeah, is a tourist right. attraction. Mm-hmm. At least it was. I'd heard rumors a couple of years ago that there were new owners that might plow it under. But either way, um, you've heard the phrase, if you build it, they will come. That comes from Field of Dreams, where Ray owns a owns a farm that's struggling or whatever, and he gets this idea. Save the cheerleader, save the world. This voice tells him that if he <laughs> saves the cheerleader, this voice, he's out in the field, and this voice says, if you build it, they will come. And in his mind, that means I'm supposed to build a baseball diamond. 
and he's got these like he's got these weird issues with his dad. Like he didn't get along with his dad real well, but he's got a couple of like he remembers his dad was obsessed with baseball and Shoeless Joe Jackson, the Black Sox scandal, which is historical. Black Sox scandal would be when uh, this is supposedly back they in threw the, the World Series. Man. Yeah, the White Sox yeah. threw the World Series supposedly through the World Series uh, because they got paid. And um, so essentially he builds this uh, baseball diamond in his cornfield and everybody thinks he's nuts because, you know, this acreage has value as corn, but is not, is now baseball diamond. And he's like this like sort of voice in his head keeps sending me or sending me. Wow. There's some Freudian shit going on. Uh, Sending him on these weird like quests, like the whole like, you know, ease his pain thing and he suddenly thinks he's got to go to this author this like uh activist author and share this baseball diamond thing with him and it's halfway across the country and it's james earl jones you know mm-hmm. but the story on paper the elevator pitch for the story is the dumbest damn thing on the planet you could not make this make sense in a in a 60 second pitch Mm-mm. It just sounds like dribble. It sounds like 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 stupid sports nostalgia pandering dribble. But the movie is so damn good. Mm-hmm. It, it it really like speaks to the spirit of baseball, which you know is America's right. pastime. Yeah, and even I mean I know some people baseball isn't their favorite sport. Uh, it's my favorite sport. I should there, say. There was a time uh, where there weren't many. Full disclosure. People. Yeah, full disclosure. It's my favorite sport. When I was a kid, it was my favorite sport by far. It's it's one of the only movies I've seen that captures that magic of going to the ballpark. Yeah. And just living like sitting around with like thousands of other people's with a singular purpose. Or in and, this case, know, no other people. Eating hot dogs, drinking beer or or, or uh, soda or whatever you're drinking and just like enjoying the day. Yeah. And it's and when they, James Earl Jones and uh, Kevin Costner go out to that game, I'm just like, yes, this is great. Yeah, they're and at Fenway it, Park sitting over by the on the Green Monster. It's, it somehow captures the movie itself captures that feeling and like it somehow does. recreates it for you. It it makes me remember the magic of going to like Riverside Stadium as a kid in Cincinnati and seeing Reds games like like right after you know right after like the the reign of like Pete Rose and stuff like that. You know, like I remember how that felt. And there was some of that as I got a little older and I was going to like White Sox games uh, because, you know, you get straight A's, you get free tickets to Sox games. Right. Everybody. Oh, that, yeah. Right? The whole country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I get to go to Sox games all the time because I was a smart ass little brat. And uh, it, I would go with my dad. I always go with my dad. One or two times I went with my mom because my dad was on like a business trip or something. But it's usually, you know, me and my dad. And like it was magical because that was when it was freaking Comiskey. That oh, was yeah. that was goddamn Comiskey with Older the wooden new. seats and shit like that. No Comiskey, none of that U.S. cellular crap. Actually, no, they ball. had old Comiskey and then they rebuilt it. Or yeah, we we a lot of us called it New Comiskey before it was branded as U.S. cellular, but I think it mm-hmm. might have had a different name. But everybody called it New Comiskey. They still have the pinwheels up. They, I think they're still there now. Oh, are they? That's I'm awesome. pretty sure I saw a recent photo that still got the pinwheels over the uh, over center field. But That's fantastic. Um, but actually, right before, like the last couple times I went, it was it was the new the new stadium across the street. Uh, in fact, I, remember, I went to one game and they had only half demolished old Comiskey. But yeah, old Comiskey really did have a had. It was an old park. It was old time oh, baseball, yeah. and it had a it was magic. Awesome to it just like riverside did because riverside doesn't exist anymore either 
I mean, the, the Wrigley River Field. Front. Riverfront, sorry. Wrigley Field, say what you will about the Cubs. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of them, but their ballpark is incredible because it's it's old school and it's yeah. intentionally that way. Yeah, I've never been to Wrigley Field. I've been outside of it. It's gorgeous. I've never been yeah, in there because I, I was bred to hate the Cubs the minute we moved to Chicago. <laughs> Actually, we hated the Cubs already because we were Cincinnati fans. But I lived in the south suburbs, southwest suburbs, where everyone at the time everyone hated the Cubs. Yeah. So well, I'll tell you this: I've been, I've been, I've been both to the Sox and the Cubs uh, fields, and hands down, Cubs field. Oh yeah, no the cell yeah. the cell sucks. It's, it's terrible. The cell sucks, especially if you're in the cheap seats where it's pretty much you're climbing a ladder to your seats. It's awful. <laughs> it's so true. They, they tend to like that in Chicago because uh, uh, the Bears. Oh my God! Yeah, the when they landed the flying saucer in Soldier yeah. Field, yeah. Oh God, that's awful. I every time I drive by that, it is such an eyesore. You're like, look, look at the Greco-Roman. What the hell is that up top? Yeah, what yeah. happened? It's Men awful. In Black put that there. But anyway, Field of Dreams. <laughs> so, yeah. so here's an update on Field of Dreams. Yeah, the actual one. Okay, so it's still there. Which and the actual one? When Garrick says that, it's where they <laughs> shot the movie. Yeah, it's, it's not in, an actual. It's in Iowa. So yeah. here's here's interesting. So on August eighth, two thousand nineteen. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that's the wrong date. Uh, wait, on August thirteenth, twenty twenty, the Chicago White Sox will play the New York Yankees at the Field of Dreams. Shut Park. your oh, damn go. mouth! <laughs> oh, be the, cool. Is it sold be out? The, Pro- I don't Mike, know. I got a birthday present for you and me, buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. We have got to look into that and there's just a, you and me road trip be, our asses out there. It's going to be the first MLB played game played in Iowa ever. Oh, my God. That's I have. Awesome. If I can get tickets to this, I don't even care how much they cost. And I don't watch much baseball anymore, but it's the Sox versus the Yankees anyway. I've been to Sox-Yankees games before. I want to do that. Yeah, I want to do that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's good for. They're putting up a temporary eight thousand seat ballpark for the event. Yeah, which I'm sure they'll have standing room, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, So I mean, Field of Dreams. Essentially, what happened is that there's a the the, one of the really cool things about this film is that there's a a heavy supernatural element to it, right? Where all of doesn't work on paper, but totally translates. It makes no sense on paper. How they turn this into a movie that stands the test of time is amazing. And is that you've got these, you've got these ethereal dead black Sox scandal, white Sox players who they don't know where they know they're dead. They don't know where they are in death. And so when they find the field, the first one, shoeless Joe, and he comes out and he says to Ray, he goes, is this heaven? And then Kevin Costner's got that that classic line where he just holds his hands out and goes, "It's Iowa," <laughs> because these guys are so excited. They've been dead for who knows how many years, but finally they have a place to come back and do what they love. These ghosts, you know, literally yeah. have a place to come back and do what they love on this field that he built for them in the middle of a cornfield. And it wasn't it just, even for them. He didn't know why he was building it. Yeah, right? that's I mean, true. He didn't know who they yeah. was. He thought it was connected to his father, but he couldn't figure it out. That, yeah. It, well, spoiler. Shout out. <laughs> I don't remember the actress's name. Shout out to the, the chick who plays his wife because she steals so many scenes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. She is hilarious and uh, such a spark plug, and her energy is manic and great in this movie. Amy Madigan. Yes. Mm. Yes. She is just, I mean, even, all the way down to the dude from 30-something playing his brother-in-law who's all mad at him because of the money he's losing on not planting corn. <laughs> you know, like, I, it just front to back. The movie, every facet of the movie works, and none of it should. <laughs> so field of it dreams yeah, there we go really... we got that out of the way yeah 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 we might have to well, limit got... these to yeah. discussions a little bit more than that right 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 <laughs> next submission. i got one yeah i got one here i want to get out of the way too because this is going to be it, this is definitely one of those that uh you know is on most people's list at least oh so it's hoop I think, dreams. I think they are <laughs> hoop dreams got it um, hoop dreams <laughs> no hoosiers um, hoosiers oh, yeah. oh you know i didn't yeah, high school time, basketball I didn't movie Starring yeah, Gene Hackman, Barbara it. Hershey, Dennis Hopper. Um, it's a classic. Anyway, it's it's uh, it's a it's it's it follows uh, Gene Hackman. All of our favorite coach. sports movies are about white dudes. Just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. We're two for two. <laughs> so it follows Gene Hackman, who was a he was a college coach uh, out on the coast, and. Um, Fell from grace, so to speak. Finds himself coaching the, at the this character, in, in, not not in, actually Gene in, Hackman, not Gene Hackman, the character. You don't know. Uh, finds <laughs> him coaching in rural Indiana, you know, oh. in the middle middle of corn country, basically. And uh, you don't you don't understand why that is at the time at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, but you know. So he's you know goes from kind of you know big city college coach to just middle of nowhere Indiana, and. Uh, it's uh, actually based around um, a school in Milan, Indiana, the high school there um, that it was. And there needs to be some background laid out here oh, uh, in the state of Indiana for many, 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 many years. Um, most well, let's put it this way. Most states, when they have sports, they have a class system. So depending on the size yep. of the school yep. you have in, in the state of Indiana, for example, you know, um, single A. High schools are like the smallest high schools up yep. to like 5A, which are the largest high schools. And so they divide it up so that, the, you know, you basically got schools of similar size. Or so you don't have a school four. that's got a massively larger talent pool right. playing against a school with a much smaller talent pool. Right. So, yeah. you know, you get more state champions and things that way. And it's fine. And again, most states do it. And it is what it is. Um, but in Indiana for many, many years... Um, there was just it was every high school was in a single tournament statewide because and, Indiana for many many years had no inner cities. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds awful, but it is so true. Even in Chicago, it was true. Where the inner I mean, city you had schools your Gary, and you had, had your Fort Wayne, who, and you had your Indianapolis, right? But, where, and but, those were the big like, market schools. Those inner city schools where you've got these dudes who basketball is all they've got. It is their livelihood. It is what they do right. in during their waking hours. Would dominate the suburbs. So this Milan High School back in the fifties. Um, I, I mean, as you would imagine, through most of the history of the state of Indiana, it's always the big schools, you know, from the big cities that yeah. always won the tournament. Yep. Well, that one year in the 1950s, this little tiny high school in Milan, Indiana, you know, beat the big dogs in the state championship. And it was just, you know, it's it's, it's one of the reasons I, why they kept 
doing that for so long. Yeah. Yeah, because right. that happened, yes. it lasted a lot longer than it probably otherwise would There was have. always that draw that, hey, the little school, you know, the, the little guy do can it. make it. I yeah, mean, the, it was the, yeah. And, the and so... Um, so it's it's a big deal. I mean, if you've heard the term Hoosier hysteria in basketball, I mean, for many, 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 many years, I mean, basketball is just all that people live, breathe. Well, it's invented you know, anything. in Indiana, so. Yeah. yeah. Hoosiers yeah. is an incredible movie. Oh, my God. It is, a, is it an is expertly so made, so many levels. perfectly executed, and, and very much a time-nostalgic movie, but at the same time in the current cultural climate, it's troublesome. Not because of any of its own sins, but just because when these guys finally get to the national champion championships, you got a bunch of, you know, rural white boys who are completely intimidated, but then beat, you know, the inner city the black city team. school. Yeah. And that's supposed to be a victory, which for them, it was because for them, the reality was those teams were better than them, period. Right. Yeah. Always but done. it would be it would it would be hard to play to a general audience Man, I'm right have now. A hard time finishing this podcast if <laughs> if I keep bringing this crap up. Yeah, I'm yeah. just I'm just I'm just pointing out it's I, again it is a almost. This is why I don't watch the news. It is <laughs> I don't need it here. Okay, Bill Burr, this, it's almost a perfectly executed movie. It's a beautiful movie. It is absolutely a, a Cinderella classic. story. If you want a good feeling movie and to feel just fantastic till the end. Uh, they and they go through their- as long as you're not overly sensitive to that stuff. That's all I'm saying. It's a warning. It's all it is. I feel like some people need a little, a little, wow. a little warning. Well, I mean, if you don't know and you go in with, if you literally watch the news right now and then watch Hoosiers, you're like, this is really great, and you get to that third act and go, oh, I feel weird. It's possible. You know, wow. it's it's okay. it's a it's a story. I, I feel like it's timeless to within a certain context. But maybe not timeless for some others. That's all. I think uh, okay, there's a let's, sensitivity. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh, look at y'all feeling all scared to death to talk about real things. So not scared to death. Just <laughs> also, okay. Dennis Hopper right. plays himself. So, <laughs> oh wait, no, he's dead. We can't say that now. Yeah, he did. Aww. Yeah. Aww. I well, always at least, at, at least he gave us Waterworld before he left. <laughs> Honestly, God, even as a kid, I remember, I don't know why, but as a kid, I remember watching Hoosiers and thinking, well, here goes Dennis Hopper, Dennis Hoppering again. <laughs> because I always, somehow I always had this knowledge that Dennis Hopper was just high on drugs and drunk all the time. Maybe that's not true at all, but he, yeah. He looks kind of like an old Owen Wilson. Do you ever notice that? Oh my God. <laughs> you have just messed me up. Yeah. You're welcome. Wow. Wow. This uh, this movie is special for me, too, because this is, you guys were too young, but I actually, my dad took me to see this in the theater in 1986. So I saw this when it came out. Hello. Has the special feels there. I saw it, I think I saw it in theaters with my parents. Did you? Mm. If not, if I did see it on a rental, it was still supposed to be a really big deal. I remember when we watched it, it was a very big deal. And like something like I remember my mother was like ridiculously excited. Now, remember, my mother went to college in Indiana and she was right. friends with all the dudes on the Notre Dame basketball team. So she was like and she was a cheerleader. So not at Notre Dame, but at a smaller school. And so she was very close to the the whole Indiana basketball thing when she was younger, which would have been not too far from that era. 
So yeah, she. I remember it being like a very big deal when we first saw Hoosiers, and and yeah, I got a, I got a real. Well, soft it was. Spot too, I mean, at the time, I mean, because I I believe it was filmed in Indiana, and um, I mean, it was about you know the state of Indiana, and and I mean, not a lot was. Movies. Not yeah, at that time, not a lot, but uh, heavy <laughs> rain, hard rain. I mean, so hard Mike, rain. what yeah. what came first? The your your alma mater, Indiana University. Yeah, that's it. Is the Hoosiers. Correct. Why is this film called Hoosiers when it has nothing to do with Indiana <laughs> University? Well, because well, the, 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 the term Hoosier is, is predates Indiana University. All right. So for listeners, now I've lived here 20 years. <laughs> I still don't know where the term Hoosiers come from, except for the stupid, stupid anecdote of Hoosier Daddy, which... No, is, it's not so it, that's I know it's this ignorant redneck stereotype thing. Where <laughs> no, where does it come knows. from? Well, first of all, yeah, it's it a really, state motto, really, not a Indian University motto. So yeah, okay, all right. Howie, don't get defensive. Well, you're I'm from a, you're you from know, abroad as well. Indiana took. <laughs> although I spent ninety eight percent of my life here I'm just in Indiana. Saying, I'm but, just saying. <laughs> I was born somewhere else. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. a Buckeye technically, but I I, I think you've asked any any Hoosier. Uh, what it means that they don't know. No one knows. That's what no, I'm no, trying to reveal. Yeah, that's. I remember nobody knows. discussing this in Indiana history class. They, I mean, there was there's two or three different beliefs. Of right now, if you originated. look at a dictionary, it's an inhabit a native inhabitant of Indiana, which I am not technically. You are not technically. Garrick is not technically, but Mike, nope. I believe, is. Well, I am. I'm a Hoosier. Yeah, depends on what you mean by native. Native and native, native, native means you're born mean? here. I was born on the soil, baby. Yeah. I'm a what's a what's a Pennsylvania person? I'm a Dutch. I was, uh, you're Dutch? Amish. <laughs> I mean, actually, you're, I was born in. You're one I of the born, river brethren. Funny. I was born in Amish country, actually. You're a Quaker. Yeah, actually, yeah. I was born just up the road from uh, Captain Winters. So there. It means a oh, so are a it's a derivative of the Anglo-Saxon word "who," meaning high or hill. Not at the same time. He was born way before. He probably died before I was born. Yeah, I mean that's so what Southern Indiana Mount like hill that's the foothills. Most... Sorry, no, I was I'm just, just saying say, like where would that it's even the come most, from? Most the most common um, belief is that it's it was a it was a greeting of some sort, just like how he was saying. Who's here? Who's there? Who's there? Hoosier. <laughs> it's the nighttime and Hoosier. they don't know who's outside. Hoosier. Hoosier. Because we all talk stupid. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> That's all right. So anywhere there that is. What uh, What other, okay, what are our other <clears throat> pinnacle sports films? Hmm. Again, you, uh, you look at other means as people who are from Indiana. <laughs> I'm just saying. Nobody Howie has got one? any mini. Got a sports movie, Howie? Howie? Well, I'm afraid to talk now, but bring up oh. any movie. Well, because I'm just going to compare it to modern, <laughs> to current events. Let's do cool runnings. Peace be the journey. Bob's okay. Slay. Nice. First off, you're a dick for bringing up cool runnings because it shouldn't qualify. And B, that's an excellent choice. Yes. <laughs> it does qualify. I love that damn movie so much. I watched it a couple years ago with my daughter for the first time in a long time. It's and although it is like, it is literally like nipple tweakingly 90s. <laughs> to it me, is whatever so fun. To me, it's whatever happened to a direct WWE. comparison. I know, to right? 
It's Do- direct compared to the movie Hoosiers. It's this underdog. Underdog. If, yeah. In fact, I think a lot For, of yeah. great movies. Yeah, I mean, are there that. you go. Sports films are always even yeah. like from the, like the Natural, which we haven't gone into any deal with Natural. It's about a dude who was shot in the chest and came back sixteen years yeah. later. Yeah, I mean, uh, most of these are underdog stories. That's what makes them so powerful. <laughs> so you have a Jamaican bobsled team. Yep. Which because itself, John Candy sees yeah. money in it. <laughs> <laughs> sounds. Ridiculous, right? I mean, but also based very loosely on a true story, right? And so the they he forms this team uh, of native Jamaicans. What is? How, how do you say that? I don't even know. Uh, oh, they're called Jamaicanos. Jamaicanos. No, they're Jamaicans. You okay. said it right the first time. <laughs> native Jamaican. It just sounds wrong. They're called native Yamans. Jam- <laughs> now, now you're just being oh, racist. Wow. Uh, so, no, I'm trying to trick you into being racist. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I don't even know where's that. Oh yeah, so he t- trains this this group of guys, uh, four four man bobsled team to compete in Calgary. Yeah, so it's it it just goes through their journey, and then obviously at some point there's just, well uh, the whole movie people are just thinking you you guys are idiots and stupid. I mean they're training to bobsled. When they have zero snow. Yeah, they don't have any, they don't even have a bobsled track to. <laughs> or a proper bobsled. Or a proper. But at no point during this film do you question whether or not it's a Disney movie. <laughs> 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 because it is apparent from front to back. Sankaman, you dead. And that's the other thing. Yeah. Dougie Doug's character's name is Sanka Coffee. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. But it's a great, great movie to watch with your family. It is. My my daughter, I remember, loved it. Absolutely loved it. All the way down to the training montage and the evil Germans. Was it the Germans or the Swedish team? I can't remember now. Oh. Ein Swein. They had to be German. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That sounds German to me. Peace be the journey. Now, another underdog movie. That Whoa, how he's double I'm jumping. Double, double jumping it. Whoa, we, hey, this, we're making Whoa, this, hey. that one a little bit smaller. It's free form. We said no uh, round robin. Is um, uh, Remember the Titans. See, I yeah. need to rewatch yeah. Remember the Titans. I've only seen it once. It's been a while for me, too. Yeah, I've yeah, only seen it once. Movie. I totally need to rewatch it because I first thought, remember that I liked it a lot. Mm. And secondly, when I was listening to the Scrubs podcast, the, the Real Doctors or Fake Doctors, Real Friends with uh, Zach and Donald. Donald Faison was talking about Denzel giving them like acting advice or like advice on how to conduct themselves when he was like a bunch of like young dudes acting like fools on set. Yeah. And like I was sitting there going, man, I haven't watched that movie in a really stinking long time. Remind me the plot around Remember the Titans. I got to make sure I got the right movie that I'm thinking right. (laughs) Is that the one where they were replacing a team? Yeah, the team... They died in a plane crash. In a plane crash. crash. Yeah. Um, and uh, they uh, ha- basically had to rebuild a football team. Yeah, so they hired Denzel like you do. Yeah, you always hire Denzel. You go straight you to Denzel for that. Um, yeah. And When he's not being a cop, he's being a coach, right? That's right. <laughs> More often than not. Always doling out uh, advice no matter what. <laughs> uh, and there's it, – so basically takes this team – and because – you had the best of the best at their school uh-huh. already on the team that is now they're now gone. Yeah. 
and the, all the coaching staff. And and you got to replace everybody, and everybody's excited to have new, but at the same time, they're judging you against the memory also, of the old. Yeah, well, and yeah. you have... And the, also, wasn't there like a... There was a heavy race oh, element to it, right? Yes, mm-hmm. and um, and then the, 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 the families of the team, uh, the people who died, I mean, they, they struggled with... Moving on. That's right. That's right. Uh, Man, I really need to watch. Yeah, moving on with a football team because it's like, well, that was my son who was played and is now dead, and now we're supposed to move on with this. Yeah, we're supposed to celebrate um, you taking his place. It's just, it's, yeah. a, it's an interesting perspective. Yeah, and it's based on a. I think a lot of a lot of sports films are have some kind of a true element to them. Well, sports uh, by its very nature invites the dramatic. Yes. You know, and then all you got to do is amp it up 10 or 12% and you've got something really powerful. Absolutely. And so this does the same thing and um, Donald Faison's in that movie. Yeah, it's almost like I mentioned that a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, and so it, it, Denzel, uh, I forget his name in the um, Coach Herman Bone, Bone? Boone. Boone. Uh, has to build this coaching staff and this team. And I forget but how long it takes. But, I mean, they become a, a – eventually become a very right. good team. Because they were a, an excellent team before. Yeah. Yeah. So, but were they integrated the, before? I'm trying to remember. Were they like – were they were I they, don't. It's been a while since I, I watched I feel like this, they so. weren't – Either they weren't as integrated or they weren't integrated at all, and then they bring in Denzel and he does a full-on integrated team, and I feel like that takes a big part of the movie. But maybe I'm I'm not sure I'm remembering that correctly. No, he he took the place of a highly successful white coach. Yes, that's right. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So that was probably yeah, a big so there part was, of that was right the, there. That was the source of contention. Okay. Okay. Either way, oh, that's a great film. It's a great film. Yes. I got to rewatch that one. Garrick, what do you got cooking? Well, one of my all-time favorite sports movies is more or less a recent sports one. I knew it. it God damn it. It, ev- <laughs> it revolves around not only my favorite sport. I, Tanya. <laughs> That's a great-ass one, no, though. <laughs> that is good. has one of my, a few of my favorite actors. And not only that, it revolves around my favorite baseball team of all time, the <laughs> Oakland Athletics. Of course, uh, Moneyball. 2011's Moneyball. Moneyball was pretty. It. Not to be confused with Money it, Heist. I know yeah. it's highly regarded. Here's yeah, the thing so about Moneyball. Yeah, go ahead, Garrick, and then I, oh, yeah. I'm going to put my spin on it after you're done putting your spitball on it. So Moneyball is basically a movie that's based on a, a true story what? about the Oakland A's general. Ma- I mean, it's loosely based. Yeah, you know, they all uh, are. <laughs> the Oakland A's general manager Billy Bean. Uh, taking over the A's, who are a very, very small market team. I think at the time when this was, uh, the time where this takes place, they were the third lowest um, salary team in all of baseball. Um, <clears throat> so, all these high, high dollar teams like the Yankees and the and the, uh, uh, you know, all these high dollar teams are able to buy the best players. Yep. Because there's no salary cap in. Kind of like the now. <laughs> Yeah, like in, uh-huh. uh, like football, there's a salary cap, so more or less the talent is spread around. But baseball, basically everything goes to the top, whoever yeah. has the most money. So Billy uh, was trying to find a way to win with basically what was left over after everyone had bought up all the best talent. And it's kind of this mentality shift that was occurring at this time where 
you know, yeah, they they look at, you know, the averages, like the batting averages, the yeah. RBIs, but they'd also taken these <laughs> these like intangible things like, "Oh yeah, he looks good. Oh, I like how he stands at the plate. Oh, he th- he has a he looks like he's really strong. He's great in like, front of the camera." <laughs> So yeah, he's 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 a good-looking guy, you know. All this old-school baseball thing, yeah, uh, stuff, and and this is played out really well, I think, during the course of the film. So then Jonah Hill's character, who's kind of a real person, but really based on like two or three other people, um, starts to bring nerdery into the sports. Yeah, <laughs> nerd save sports, right? That, that's that's pretty much the crux of the story, like nerds. <laughs> Save the day for the sports team. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. It's not like Billy Bean. It's not like he's like, I need a nerd to save the day. No. Like Jonah Hill has to chase him down an office hallway to convince him. <laughs> well, no. Brad Pitt chases him down. Because uh, so long story short, Billy Billy Bean, Brad Pitt's character, is surrounded by these old curmudgeon dudes who like to do things the old school way. They want pretty and boys they, because they're suppressing they just, their homoerotic just, tendencies. Yeah, they just lost basically all their best talent, and they're trying to figure out how to rebuild after losing everybody. And they're just, they're at a standstill. So Billy Bean has, uh, a, I think he has a conference with like, I don't know, the Indians or something. And yeah. Jonah Hill's there talking, and he sees... The manager deferring to Jonah Hill a lot, and so he chases him down. It's like, why? Why is he asking you this stuff? And so he basically breaks down what, in the real world, is called sabermetrics, which is basically an advanced analytics yep. uh, process to go through all the stats of all the players. Yes, and not this is just right, the like the big three or four stats yeah, to actually look like at how, their entire effectual performance overall. Like how how many walks does this, this person take? How many balls do they take? Yep. How often are they going to get on base? It's not about like hitting home runs. So it's basically crunching the numbers and doing a, a, a very empirical look at baseball. Right. And I love that. How Taking so, the stats to another level. Yeah, so this is where... This story, you know, hits the real world because, you know, uh, Brad Pitt's Billy Bean hires Jonah Hill and they start doing this process. And everyone's just like, this is stupid. What the hell are you doing? Why do you want that guy? He throws sidearm. Why do you want that guy? He's like 100 years old. But then they end up going on the longest winning streak in all of baseball history through the course of the movie. Um, so I, and I love it cause I, I was there for that. You know, I, I saw this happening occurring in real time and then going back and seeing this movie and it's one of the more exciting parts of my life. How are you an Oakland A's too. fan before this started happening? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> like, what's well, wrong, what's wrong with you? I lived in California for oh, a number right. of years. I forgot about that. Yeah. I was like right around that time, like seven, eight or nine, whereas, you know, getting into sports and. That was the big team back, back then, before all had, the strikes happened. Ricky Henderson, <laughs> yeah. baby, because he had like Ricky Henderson, Jose yeah. Canseco, Mark McGuire. He had the Bash Brothers, you know, and it, they were just they won a, a World Series in in nine eighty nine, I think, and and I, I was I was there for all that too. Yeah, the Reds did it right before that, though. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love this movie because it manages to still keep that magic in baseball, but then somehow put in a ton of mathematical nerdery. Yeah, that that's the thing. This excited. one, this film manages, it, it holds on to just a glimmer of the magic of baseball while also showing you the sausage making. And yeah. the reason why it works is because their sausage making 
is a different form of sausage making. They're, they're, they expose the sausage making, and they go, ooh, that's smelly. Let's do this sausage making instead. And you find out, oh, this kind of works. So it's still got that underdog, obviously, that underdog element to it. Mm-hmm. And I love Brad Pitt's character because he's such a... I don't know if he's at the end of his rope and he has no, he has nothing left to lose. He just seems like he's, he's hitting like, rock bottom. Yeah, he's like, screw it, let's just try this, and we're gonna go full one hundred percent into whatever this is. Yeah, like he's gonna. It, it, it's like he's like, I got, I can't figure out a better way to do it. This seems like the only thing we can afford. So this now. Yep. Yeah. And everyone's just like quitting or calling him stupid, and and they end up winning. So Mike, yeah. I think you like money. money. You'll like Moneyball. It's not. It's it's. Not also Chris Pratt is in it. It's not oh, yeah. syrupy <laughs> in any way. Scott Hatterberg, sorry. It, it's sure. like the it, it is not syrupy in any way, but still, like Garrick says, it still somehow has that baseball magic without the syrup, which to me is pretty impressive to pull that off. But I'm yeah, I have to put seen, that in my queue. I've only seen it once. I feel like I need to go back and watch that one again real soon. Yeah. See, I know we're I know this is a success because I'm wanting to go back and watch all these movies to scratch the itch. That I don't normally right. have. Is there anything other than baseball? No, baseball. Okay. Oh, see, and that's the real trick, because for dudes our age, baseball—that's not true for me. Well, I'm saying for a lot of dudes our age, other than Howie specifically, when we were kids, baseball was not even disputed as America's pastime. Nowadays, oh, yeah. people could say, "Well, football's—it makes way more money, is way more popular with way fewer games." You know what I mean? You can you can talk all about the different sports that appeal to the different uh, different you know different people and, and sometimes the same people. Uh, there, I know more people who are obsessed with football than people who are obsessed with baseball. Though I do know both, and I know people who are obsessed with basketball more than anything. And I know people who are obsessed with hockey more than anything. But when I felt like we were kids, even though of course when you're a kid you're more insulated from all of society, I still felt like baseball was dominant in media and everything. It was it was everything was baseball. So oh, yeah. there's a it lot was. of there's but a lot I'm of th- old white screenwriters <laughs> who will still make movies about remember when things were cool? Remember? So we've got that nostalgia factor involved. Now, one of the movies I meant I wanted to watch before we recorded this podcast because I've never seen it was Miracle. Oh, yeah, it's a good movie. That's a good movie. Which is a Disney it's, movie it's a Disney where movie. Kurt Russell yeah. coaches the uh, U.S. hockey team in their big mm-hmm. bout against the Ruskies, right? Yeah, so, uh, uh, Lake I, Placid. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but that's another one that I really, really, really want to watch. 2004. I've been yeah. there. I've been to the Lake Placid. Well, yes. I would assume so. Your family used to own a campground not that far away, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just yeah, down late the road. 70s. Yeah, I, that's one that I want to see, but... Uh, but 1980. It is oh, funny because I could keep naming baseball movies like The Rookie, League of Their Own, and stuff like that. But when it comes to football movies, well, I really got to start there's, digging. There's a lot of uh, oh, of I got sports. We did remember the I'll give you a football movie if, if someone else. I was just say Necessary Roughness. <laughs> no, <laughs> with Simbad no. and Scott Bakula. No. Uh, there's there's <laughs> another. Indiana sports movie called Rudy. Have you your mind on Oh, Rudy. Uh, I may or may not yeah, have a girl, is, an ex-girlfriend who went to his high school after they made it a boys and this, girls private high that's school. That's one of my favorite movies is Rudy. Samwise Gamgee? Yes. With Sam White, with uh, Sean Astin. Dude, that Mikey. is an amazing movie. I, I remember. And more importantly, John Favreau, the <laughs> showrunner of The Mandalorian, yelling, who's the wild man now? 
for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> no context to that line at all. Anyway. I remember when this movie came out. This is like mid-90s, like 93-ish or so. Yep. And um, I, I really wasn't interested in it. It's like, oh, man, this sounds so dumb. And I it I, so I didn't see it in theaters, but I remember I I maybe I was in college or something, and it was on you know one of the channels, and I sat down one night and watched it. And I'm like, oh my god, that is a just an amazing movie. And it, it is, it, and it's totally I mean, '90s it's, pandering, but it's also so good. And the I, thing of it is, is yeah, it's a football movie, but it's it's way it's really deeper a poor than that. Kid like movie. the football part of it is just. <laughs> Is is just the vehicle to tell the story, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's about this kid that dreams his whole life. I'm going to Notre Dame. I'm going to Notre Dame. I'm, I'm going, going to Notre, Notre Dame, Dame play football. Yep. And uh, does not get into Notre Dame. Too small. Uh, to nothing. Too too not bright. Right. Yeah. There's no way he's going to get on there with the scholarship, and he just didn't have the grades initially. So, but you know, then he meets a- Rock. Not the Rock, <laughs> but Rock. Sorry. <laughs> The the field tender dude from he was on that. Fox anyway, I don't want to get too rock. deep on it, but it works his way up. Finally, you know, makes the practice squad basically. Yeah, and um, I mean, the guy just takes a beating. Uh, yeah, he's know, not good, squad. but he shows he's, the heart of a champion. He's not good, and actually, I, there's a great scene where they're on the practice field, and he is they're doing drills. And the, the the starters are just getting pissed with them, and they just start slaughtering him. Yeah, they're, know, they're mad that, he, he that he's keeps, trying so hard. Yeah, and he, and he just gets back it. up, and it's just it the sheer will. The true getting is, back up and getting knocked down and getting back up and getting knocked down. I get knocked down. <laughs> then I get up again. Yeah. My girlfriend, my girlfriend in the eighth grade, who uh, well, she's a wonderful girl, and uh, she went to Joliet Catholic, which was the high school that he went to, and he comes back and speaks every year. She oh, may or may not have confirmed that he's a real goober in real life. I'm just saying. I can see that. <laughs> well, I don't. Aston, right? The thing is, I don't doubt that. Uh, just based on his. You strip away the Hollywoodization, and you think no one could have subjected themselves without being a little weird. Yeah, which yeah. makes oh, yeah. you wonder, yeah. is there something to it? Yeah. I mean, the fact that he had <laughs> this goal and this dream, and this is what I want to do, and he put everything into it until he finally achieved what he what he set out to do is just absolutely and amazing. And since then has made a living just on the on the inspirational it's speaking story, circuit yeah. because I don't think he has any other skills. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good, I, I don't know. To him. I, I feel, yeah, I, I feel like Corey hates this. So I do. I, uh, we went out and saw it right away because my, uh, at the time, future brother-in-law, my sister's boyfriend, uh, his wrestling coach was actually one of the like uh, like assistant coaches, or I, I believe he played an assistant coach in the film. Like he auditioned and was in it, and so the film was being made, and we knew somebody who was going to be in this movie, you know. And so as soon as it came, and, and of course, you know, my my girlfriend was going to go to that school, and the, you know, his high school was only wow, ten miles away. We're like, oh, we all got to go see this movie, and we saw it, and we loved it. I honestly, to me, the only weird part about the film is John Favreau shouting, "Who's the wild man now?" I have never understood that line as long as I live, and it's at the most <laughs> well, climactic the moment now? of the film. What's that? He's the wild man now, right? Uh, apparently, apparently, yeah. Rudy was the wild man now. 
Oh. But Rudy. again, it was it given the two's relationship in the film, it was just such a weird line <laughs> to have included. It's the only point in the film where I go, what the what? The rest of it expertly done. Front to back. It's probably something actually happened that they had to squeeze in. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Know. And everyone's like, why are you saying that? Well, we gotta put it in well, the movie. People now. from that time remember the fat guy from Swingers yelling who's the wild man no, now. We don't leave know. it in. I'm We're... gonna make Iron Man one day. You'll see. I'll <laughs> be exactly. famous. I'm well, I think Lucas we'd be remiss uh, to not bring up Rocky. Oh no, you you have to. You absolutely have to. And you I'm glad you did. You brought this up because, and and I'm, I don't think we need to get too deep into it. But one no. of the things I love about the the first Rocky movie, not the not the sequels and all that, but the thing I love about that first Rocky movie is that it's it's this guy you know who's he's just from the streets. He he's really a nobody. He's poor, and he earns he earns this chance to fight the champion. Right? It's not for a belt. It's not for any of that. It's no, just, it's a publicity stunt. It's a publicity stunt. It's yeah. like, yeah, the every man gets his shot against the champ. And no and, one um, thinks he's got even a snowball's chance in hell. That's the that's part of the reason why they agree to do it. And Carl Weathers of future Mandalorian fame, see a trend going. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll kick a dude around if that's what you want me to do, I guess. You know? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And then it turns into something much deeper than that. And, and, um, he yeah, buys, but he, get, he the, buys the a couple I, turtles. The thing I loved about that film is again that it, it wasn't like music. all all the cards were on the table, right? I mean, it was it wasn't for the championship and the you know the ultimate glory and all that stuff, which is what I think like a, a, a film like Major League, the, the first one, yeah, that they did well is like it's oh, not man, the World Major Series, League, right? yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's 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 just it's it's. You know, a team that had been beaten up and beaten up and beaten up for so long, and they get to the pennant, right? Yeah. You know, for, and you know, it's so it's to me, it's more it's more meaning when it's it's not for everything. It's not the Super Bowl or it's not the World Series. You know, no, it's literally just a PR stunt, and it's not. It's almost it's like an exhibition fight, almost. Yes. Right. And but they're highly publicizing it just to try to make money out of it, and that's it. And he, of course, you know, he's punchy. He's taking the whole thing seriously, you know. And the just the characters, the fact that uh, Adrian, she's, you know, he's not punching above his weight. See what I did there? When it comes to the woman he's courting, she's a pet shop girl who's got like a social disorder or, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like painfully shy. They downplay how attractive she is in real life. Right. Um, right and 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 the like, alcoholic brother-in-law with the alcoholic know, the yeah, semi-washed up coach, you know. And the the one of the best parts about it, you know, other than training montage, uh, is the fact that he doesn't win. Right, he loses right. by points, and I think it's amazing how many people don't realize that in the first Rocky movie he doesn't win; he loses on points. But the fact that he they had to go to points, he went toe to toe. Went toe to toe, and Apollo's beat up, and Apollo's like, "Whoa, I thought this was going to be over in no time." Like they just expected it to just be done, and no, it went to points, which is amazing. And that's that's actually the that's the the big win of the film is he lost in like the best possible way going toe and that's that's why Rocky 2 starts off with the end of Rocky 1 because setting up they right. lost on points and then everybody plays it up to Apollo like well that guy almost beat you 
Yeah. And they play to right. Apollo's pride. So then Apollo wants a rematch to prove that he can beat him. And of that course, Rocky II, he comes back good too. and beats Apollo. Right. Um, yeah, those films are incredible. And I love all of the sequels, no matter how stupid they get, all the way down to Rocky V. <laughs> oh, Rocky IV is like a masterpiece. Rocky IV is. A, <laughs> I will break you. It's Rocky a masterpiece in the dumbest way. Brother owns a robot that serves him drinks. <laughs> and we're supposed to we're supposed to believe that it doesn't require a remote control to do that, that it's got an A.I inside of it. I remember seeing that movie go, I want a robot. That Christmas, my parents bought me a robot smaller than a shoebox, but it also had a tray. So you could set like one can of pop on that thing and drive it as long as it wasn't on carpet. You could drive it across the foyer. <laughs> but you had to have a remote control. Thing, they don't know anything. It had, a little, it had a little tape deck, like a little tape cassette for eyes. It was pretty sweet. God, oh, I wish wow. I had that thing now. It's but, like Soundwave. Yeah, yeah, kind of. But I mean, I I love Rocky Five is definitely the worst one. Rocky Balboa though, that's a good movie. No, it's Creed, just Rocky. Creed was a good movie. Yeah, and, Creed uh, Two. I haven't seen Creed Two yet. It's been on my like up next list for like now, a year and a half. Have any, have any of you guys seen Million Dollar Baby? Yes, yes, I have no, on the boxing theme here. Yeah, I've not seen it. I, well, it, wait, I'm not done. I'm not done. Oh, with with. Well, we just got to move. Keep I know. Moving. I know you've been talking a lot. I know I wasn't. I wasn't done. I wasn't done with Rocky though. Uh, I just brought up the Rocky original movie, not all the other ones. I know, I know. But uh, I gotta say that the Rocky movie was a huge Rocky movie was a huge part of our, our freshman year because the only TV that we had to watch that was larger than thirteen inches was down in the common room in the dorm. And one time we we're all down there watching Rocky. And it gets to the training montage, and that's why I wanted to come back to specifically the training. There, every Rocky movie had a training montage. Right? To the point where he decides, all right, it's on, ho. And I'm going to start training. A bunch of us were down there on these like crappy couches in this basement watching on this like 27 inch TV. And when the music kicked on, it was the first movie, all of us stood up in the air as if we knew that this music had to make an event happen. And then we all started shadow boxing and kicking the crap out of each other in the room. <laughs> and it was a major social event. And the Rocky movies have always taken an even bigger place in my heart since that time. That's all I wanted to say. Love the Rocky movies. You so. get movies. Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. I, I've, I've In preparation for this, I just kind of went through a few different lists. Yeah. Uh, and this seems to always be on the list. I've never seen it. I have. So I'm... You know, it swept award seasons that year. Everybody right. was nuts about men. I remember Clint hearing a lot did, about it. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Well, it was Clint Eastwood directed that, right? Or was yeah. he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't love it. I didn't see it. <laughs> it. I mean, I remember it being a totally decent film. It left no impact on me whatsoever. Yeah, that's why. I that's felt, why I was wondering because yeah. we were talking about the boxing stuff, and I'm like, I feel like it was a product of its time where people were like, "Oh, it's a boxing movie, <gasps> but it's about a female." And it was like, okay, drop all that. It's a good movie. And everybody in it's pretty good. But would it make they, your list here? They overhyped it. Not before it came out, but after it came out. It got overhyped because I think of what the subject matter was. Mm -hmm. Um but it it wouldn't make my list of best sports films of all time, but it is legitimate. You know, I say that. Um A League of Their Own probably would, even though A League of Their Own suffers from Almost insufferable '90s isms. 
It's a Penny Marshall film, and anything made by a Marshall is going to feel either 80s or 90s. But there's no crying in baseball. Through and through. That's the thing. Tom Hanks is great. Madonna's great. Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> wasn't insufferable. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's all you can ask for. Yeah. <laughs> that's everything you need. Like Madonna said, they're like, what if, oops, my bosom spill out. Like, there's just so much great dialogue, which is what I would expect from a Penny Marshall film, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, 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 and John Lovitz even, well, gonna go home, give the wife a little pickle tickle. Like, there's all this just goofy <laughs> ass lines in the film. And, you know, Tom Hanks peeing for three minutes straight. <laughs> It's a goofy movie. It's really silly. But I remember I saw that movie with three friends in middle school, uh, and, or two friends, and they didn't want to see it. But I just really, I loved baseball movies. I wanted to go see it. And uh, and we walked out of it, and all three of us were like, that film was amazing. amazing. We went back and saw it again the next day. <laughs> we were so excited it, about that movie. The end's a little, little rough. The end, the end is rough. And the drama, the stakes get high. But I'm also, I've also been fascinated with that whole story about how the men went off to war, so they suspended the professional baseball leagues, and or limited them or whatever. And so they decided to make this women's professional baseball league to take its place during World War II. That whole concept fascinates me because it's a bygone era. It's like, well, we need baseball. If we're putting the ladies in the factory, let's stick them on the bases. You know, it's like, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a perfect uh, companion piece for Band of Brothers. Yeah, there you go. That's what you do. You watch an episode of Band of Brothers, go watch 10 minutes of League of Their Own, come back, watch another episode. This is what was happening. It's like it, it, it cuts it, it cuts back to what's happening in America. Yeah. So it's it's like right. a, whole, a whole movie. And yep. again, it's, it's like, another sports film that panders to the Midwest, as so many do. I mean, we talked about Hoosiers, you know, like all these Indiana stories. You know, and there's all these Chicago stories too. League of Their Own, Iowa, or I'm sorry, Field of Dreams, Iowa, Chicago, in that, and a little bit of Pennsylvania. Uh, but I think, but um, but a League of Their Own, you know, they're the the team is the Racine Bells, right? Racine is Chicago. Uh, they even their their sponsor is like Walter Harvey, who makes Harvey Bars, which is very clearly a stand-in for Wrigley, aka mm. Wrigley Gum. AKA Wrigley Field, AKA the Wrigley Building, you know what I mean? Mainstays of Chicago. So there there, there was very much a, a Chicago baseball was all up in a league mm-hmm. of their own. But I I, I I just adore that movie. It it's a Penny Marshall film. All the characters are archetype archetypes. You know what I mean? Literally like, oh, you're the mouthy one. You're the sexy one. You're the one who's really committed. You're the one who's not so committed. You're the one what's a wussy. You know what I mean? It's like Everyone is just a single-stroke character, but I love that movie. Sorry, I know. Went back to baseball. But it's chick baseball, and Here's so another okay. one. I haven't watched this. It's one of your guys' favorite films, I think. Uh-oh. The Wrestler. My- <laughs> I was, that was uh, next on my list. Actually, I was wanted it really? to point out that most of the films on these lists are, they're, I think, like Corey was alluding to, they're kind of, they they... They um, touch that Midwest sensibility, and yeah. they're uplifting, and it's you know it's 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 David and Goliath and overcoming and that type yeah. of thing, and the wrestler, the, the there's two movies actually that I find in this category: the wrestler and I Tanya, are two movies <laughs> that are just they're sports movies, but they are off the beaten path, and they right? make you I mean, feel horrible. <laughs> I Tanya is incredible. That is one of the greatest films I've watched in the last seven years, easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I Tanya, I 
didn't know what to expect going in. I just I knew that Margot Robbie was highly touted in it, and uh, but she doesn't yeah, get to show her level of talent because she's in so many yeah. films. Right, right. No, she really, yeah, she really shined in that movie. Yeah, and, uh, and this movie, and, and, Harley well, Quinn and the Winter Soldier Bone. Oh yeah, yeah. Just saying. Yeah, they crossed the streams. They did. They crossed the streams. Marvel and DC got together and shacked up. Mm -hmm. Just the Tanya Hardy story itself is just so... Harley Quinn's Margot Robbie, the Winter Soldier, is... What's his name? Young Mark Hamill. Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan, who plays Mm -hmm. her husband. Oh, okay. Yeah. And by the way, you would never recognize him because he's such a skinny, frail-looking dude. Yeah. I was like... (laughs) It's like, how do I know this guy? I know the whole time. He looks so familiar, but the creepy mustache, I don't know. But back to the wrestler too, like how he was pointing out. You said you've not seen this. How no, I have not seen it. It's a good. It's movie. worth I a mean, watch. Forget, man. forget the reasons why Mike watch. and I. I don't went watch to see most it. sport. I don't watch a lot of like. I think because a lot of sports movies have a very similar tone, well, as we were saying. The rest we're stretching it. The wrestling in this sense is more of a performance. Well, hold on, I'm, I'm. I don't tend to gravitate to sports movies that often. Right. Like, I haven't seen, like, I'm looking at a lot of these things for all the reasons I'm looking at lists is because I'm like, have I seen? And most of them I have not seen. See, and that's the thing. I, Tanya, it's hard to call it a sports movie because it's very much a culture movie. And it's not ice skating culture. It's it's white trash culture. You know, pure and through and through. And uh, the wrestler eh, adjacent to that is about past their prime professional wrestlers and their small venue, like just grimy right. white trash. Holding on to their very last yeah. ounce of, I just, I, I think I remember one of the opening scenes in that movie is him. He basically lives in his van. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is a guy his heyday was in the eighties. You know, now it's the, you know, early two thousands way past his prime. Yep. These guys used to, you know, they used to wrestle in big arenas and now they wrestle at high school gymnasiums. You know, <laughs> in, in local towns, that type of things. And um, I remember him sleeping in his van and waking up and on his dashboard, he's got a little action figure, you know, that was made of him back in the 80s or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so pathetic and sad. Yep. And he's just <laughs> driving from gig to gig. Right. It's uh, now Mike and I went to see this movie on the off <laughs> chance that it might be good. But on the guarantee that Marissa Tomei showed her, it was going to be good, yeah, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, because Mike and I are are lifelong obsessors of Marissa Tomei, to say, and we least. both agreed. Screw everything else. We heard <laughs> that you see more of Marissa Tomei in this movie than any other movie, and there's no way we're not going to see that. <laughs> I have never in my life gone to pay a theater price for a film based on a chick getting naked. Ever except for this, Marissa it was like Tomei. no. For Marissa Tomei, I would I would literally give too many pints of my own blood <laughs> to see this, and I, my friend, was not disappointed. No, not at all. And she actually is a good actress too. By the well, way, well, she's always been a good actress, and she was really good in this movie. But the added bonus is the nakedness. See. <laughs> Truth, truth, yeah, my she, but, but no, it's but, a good movie. No, it's, it's movie, twisted and weird. It's a yeah. Darren Aronofsky film, man. Yeah, that tells exactly. You <laughs> it's an Aronof, it's an Aronofsky <laughs> film, and it makes you feel like yeah, any. Yeah. Ar- by the end of it, you're like, ugh. At like, the end of it, you don't hate, even. He hates people, doesn't he? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> you feel guilty for being a people. 
when you watch an Aronofsky film. And this one, when it's over, you're like, I feel bad. That you're I'm not part even of the sure. You're not even sure with that ending of that film. I, I won't give it away, but you're not yeah. even sure what happened. You're like, yeah. wait a minute. You're, it's not huh? guaranteed that you even know what happened, but you still feel yeah. bad about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Life in general, of course. Yeah. I mean, when when a woman as gorgeous as Marissa Tomei has to resort to stripping, you feel bad about it. But then there's also the main story and the main character, so that also you feel bad about. Now, a movie that I feel great about, it's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite sports movies. Oh, here we go. Is uh, Waterboy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, That's a You can That's do bit. it. Ma That's ma my mama favorite said, football movie of ma all ma time. Ma 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 mama said alligators so ornery because they ain't got no toothbrush. Got all them teeth, ain't got no toothbrush. My favorite line in the whole film. When Colonel Sanders gets hit with the ball. Yeah. This is a great movie. Uh, I hate, with your medulla omlegata. I hate that you're telling the truth. I hate so much that I have. I didn't see Waterboy for a long time. I think I caught it on like uh, HBO or Cinemax or something. I held off. Everybody was obsessed. I'm like, yeah, y'all thought, you know, uh, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison were great movies too, which. They were in their own way good. <laughs> I no, don't those have are the best movies I ever made. I have no yes. nostalgia fondness for those. I love all. Happy Gilmore what? and Billy Madison. I think both I of them are okay. Them, I don't put them at the top of no. them. Uh, but I really, really enjoy watching them. Waterboy Water was Boy. another level. And I yeah. was, I actually, I remember I watched it with my parents. And my, I remember my mother practically choking, laughing so hard, <laughs> you know. And, and I, I was, like, really surprised by that. But I was like, this is actually one of Sandler's best films, easily. I, well, I think so. Because I think at that time, he just kept, his his craft kept getting better. Yeah, little Nicky hadn't happened yet. Yeah, little it, that was that was the journey that of was the kind shark. of the yeah. Strong uh, broke the camel's back. Uh, but um, yeah, I almost think Waterboy might be the pinnacle. But I think it. I think uh, for me it may be. Uh, other but, than some of his serious stuff, maybe. Well, yeah, that aside, like um, Uncut Gems or whatever that new one is. I haven't seen that one yet, but I liked a couple of his other ones, like The Cobbler. But yeah, it, it's almost a similar story to Rudy. Yeah, in some regards. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, but it probably may be more actually the story in some ways. But, also featuring yeah. the little girl from Return to Oz. Yes. Played by, yeah. you know, playing Vicky Ballancourt. Vicky Ballancourt. She still me her boobies, too. I still can't get over that. <laughs> yeah, she showed me her boobies, and I like them, too. Yes. I still can't get over the fact. I'm still reeling from like two weeks ago, figuring out from Drew Stusen's tweets of his uh, uh, of his poster art for Return to Oz, looking at the face of of Dorothy and going, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I could watch Return to Oz; it would never occur to me. But looking at his poster art, I go. That's Vicky Valencourt. <laughs> and then I Googled it and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah. It, All right. Where where were they at? They were in the bayou. So which Garrick's hometown. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Louisiana. Yep. Yeah. That's my old stomping ground. See, now yeah. I'm glad you like the this mud gators because... or something like that. But then you had you had uh what's his name as the coach? Henry Winkler, Henry the Fonz. And then, yeah, he's, you have the. the he's like, a great actor. What mama like, don't know ain't going to hurt mama. <laughs> yeah, the, the assistant coach was like the dude what took over for Slinky Dog in Toy Story. 
The guy who barely, <laughs> like, he just spoke, like, Creole. Rob Schneider, of course, yelling, you can do it. <laughs> All night long. Oh, Gatorade. great movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm glad you brought up Happy, or this movie, <laughs> Waterboy. Waterboy. <sorry>. Happy <laughs> this movie. Because that's the big question, right? G- going into the night, I didn't know if we were allowed to bring up. The comedic, of course, <laughs> the comedies. It Why was, not? It was never a question in my mind. <laughs> not me, me either. Me either. For so, all the drama, I that, mean, I brought up Cool Runnings earlier. Now, granted, I have restrained myself <laughs> from bringing up radio. This not whole quite time. the same level as no, Waterboy. <laughs> I have not brought stop. up Cuba Gooding Jr. as radio, <laughs> but I still feel like comedy <laughs> is welcome. <laughs> have you ever seen radio? Uh, I'm trying to remember. There's a really good movie. I think <laughs> that guy Cuba Gooding, Gooding Jr. In it? Yeah, he I plays. He plays one. the the special needs like uh, like uh, I don't remember if he's the equipment. It's been a long time. I don't remember if he's the equipment manager or like the like just like an assistant. I remember or whatever. around that time watching a lot of Cuba. Cuba I keep saying his name. Cuba Gooding Jr. at the time yeah. was like had already hit his pinnacle and was kind of like falling out. You know, like I mean, Snow Dogs didn't come that far after that. For that yeah, matter, do we lose Mike? No, nope, I'm here. Okay, wow, so, we're still here. We heard weird noises. Yeah, no. So all good. yeah, do you have another comedy that you're sitting on, Mike? Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. Am I allowed to bring up like Talladega Nights? Is that okay? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I thought about it myself. Is okay. Wait, we have to settle it right here now. In 45 seconds or less, is automotive racing a sport? Yes. <laughs> you sound like an yeah. Indian. You, you're, you're right. You are a Hoosier. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, defini- what's I, the definition of sport? I don't personally like the sport. I mean, there's parts of it that's intriguing, but it's not something I would like. But I think it's a sport. It's it's hard to see. It's, you're competing. I want to like put sports there's together training. with athleticism. You have to be an athlete to do it. It's not easy. No, agreed. But also the car is like more important than a non-corked bat. So, <laughs> like, the the car takes a major part. It's hard for me to say exactly why I don't there's think a, actually, of it as a sport. There's a lot of strength involved and skill. I know. I know. And you, precision. God, you're Indiana. Uh, God. But, I didn't know you were so into racing. <laughs> but at the same time, I couldn't say, if it's not a sport, what is it? Because it's not a competition, it's not like you're trying to get a score to win. You're actually trying to beat someone at something, actually, which is a sporting thing. The season thing. in itself is You're right, that. you're right. No, the, yeah, the season is competition, but each race is a direct head-to-head win and loss. You know what yeah. I mean? Kind of um, like tennis. Yeah. Well, it's also not one-to-one, though. You know, so do I consider foot racing a sport? Mm, yeah. You know, Bob's led. I mean, well, I, that's actually you... Like in your training your body to do something, but Howie would say that that's also a big part of racing. I, I honestly can't say is. if Dexterity. I said racing isn't a sport, I couldn't say what racing is. There are other things like I remember my sister was on Palm Squad, right? This is twice I brought up my sister's cheerleading in one podcast. Weird. Um, Why do you think they have to pipe in? She was on Palm Squad, and they would always get mad because they like people would say you're not a sport. Like we are a sport. I'm like you're not. You're a competitive squad base like you you get a judge's score and that's where i draw the line it doesn't matter if it's so a th- gymnastics is not a sport in your mind um like a certain gymnastics well, get a, would be if you get a score for it sure yeah if it's a judge's well, you, score i would say no 
If there Can are, be really... aren't they all judges' scores? Uh, I, I I don't know. Actually, I'm, I'm not. I'm pretty sure that the score they the, get is from being judged. All the one I'm getting, all the ones I'm thinking of in gymnastics would be, but there are other like Olympics. What's well, like dancing that... where you like okay, you do something. I don't know. I shouldn't say this because I don't know anything really. Well, see, there you go. There you go. A floor routine, for instance, in gymnastics is definitely athletic, right? But you're getting a judge's Mm -hmm. score the same way a show choir would get a gymnast score. And as someone who was in show choir, I would never say that that's a sport. There's just more physicality to it. There's a little more physicality, but also a lot more physicality. There's a lot more physicality. (laughs) I don't know. A couple of our dudes did some pretty gymnastic things, but but, but, but they don't have to sing. While doing it. And I don't think that that's enough differentiation. I feel like they're in the same vein, even though one is way more athletic than the other. Well, you're you're sitting the whole time you do it. I think you're really kind of splitting hairs, splitting hairs. No, I'm I'm, I'm braiding them together, my friend. The way, I mean, the way you (laughs) score a touchdown or, you know, you get two points in basketball or you hit a home run, I mean, you're scoring points. It's, it's this, you just, the same way I, I kind of look at it as, well, you're scoring points. It's just the judge determines that you did something successfully enough. That's your points. That's and then the you, thing. You add up all your points. There, I feel like there's a fine wins. line between the subjectivity. Uh, now, there, there are probably some sports, I, I don't know, ice dancing or what it is. Where it's like, oh, triple lutz. That's with this many points. Usually there's also a subjective like presentation overall and all like that. And that's where I think it falls apart. But, you know, if a referee is there just to say, yes, you got over line before knee hit grass, I so don't look at that as judging. So you're saying that the referees don't determine the outcome of games? The referees don't get to decide the score. I think they do sometimes. No. Well, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that's when they're not doing their jobs. O- only when the Patriots are playing. Yeah. Anyway, we went way over 45 seconds. <laughs> So anyway, okay, I feel like Talladega Nights is fair game. And also But bring it on is not. All or nothing? Well, I mean if, if we want to make it sports and athletics movies, then sure. Cause it's athletic. What about, what about drumline? See, that's the thing. That's that's where Garrick is right. immediately going no, to where the problem where it all falls apart. Is, I think this is a very interesting discussion, which oh, we don't I've have always, enough. Yeah. We don't have enough time for tonight to do it. But yeah, is there a should there be a line? What what is the line? And what does it even mean? I feel like there is no shame in differentiating a sport from a game, a sport from an athletic competition. You know what I mean? Now, you could argue the the argument is where are the lines between those things, but I, oh, I'm saying the argument for me would be I don't know exactly where lines are. But to me, there's no shame in either one. I mean, unless you're in a high school where the it's athletics all, boosters don't want to give you money because you're not a sport, but you're the cheerleader, say, we're still athletic, give us sports money. Yeah, well, and, and then it's like, yes, I agree. That's and right, and that's that's the kind of the dumb logic. Yeah, yeah duh, that's right? the dumb logic. But if you just want to be called a sport for sport's sake, I'm kind of like, it's a word. Who cares? I don't you're even an, know what a sport you're is. You're ath- a rhythmic athletic competition, What's the, and hey, there's Garrett, nothing wrong with that. Look up the definition of sport. I did, and I don't want to read it. <laughs> I was going to say it if he didn't. <laughs> read it for us. Do it. Rip the Band-Aid. All right. It's a noun. Did you know that? Oh, hmm. Plural. An athletic activity requiring skill or physical prowess and often of a competitive nature as racing. Baseball, tennis, golf, bowling, wrestling, boxing, 
hunting, fishing, etc. So anything that requires any dexterity whatsoever that is in competitive form. So when my wife and I are racing each other and pulling each other down the stairs like Ralphie and his little brother on Christmas Eve, it's a sport. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a narrow stairwell. It gets really brutal. So racing is a sport. Yeah, it's actually in the definition. I just I skipped over it. <laughs> I heard you. You, oh, you didn't skip over enough. But yeah, I win. Yep. Well, we already said it counts. <laughs> but they didn't say gymnastics, did they? Yeah. I'm going to come I'm across scared. this table like a spider monkey. <laughs> Talladega yeah, Nights, an, though. I'm all hopped up on Mountain Talladega Nights is one of Will Ferrell's best movies. I don't movies. love a lot of Will Ferrell's movies. You know, especially what's the ice skating one with uh, oh, Napoleon Dynamite? Blade, no, uh, Steel no. Blades of Glory. Blades yeah. of Glory. That movie was. Blades I remember we that went, went down. We went to see that as glory. a huge group, and we were all so disappointed. Oh, that was terrible. Um, I was like, what but did we just see. I love. I love. I have what's her name in the office? I love the Anchorman movies and Talladega mm-hmm. Nights. Talladega Nights, and, uh, and I, I had not seen Anchorman when Talladega Nights came out, and I went. Tried to make you watch a million times. Stranger Than Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction. Totally, <laughs> we're, that's, we're not even. <laughs> it's not Will Even close. That is not a sport. <laughs> Hallucinations about one's own writing. Well, you, how is Anchorman a sport? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you're sounding like someone else I know. In the in the in the Will Ferrell comedy vein. I had not seen Anchorman when I saw Talladega Nights, so I went into Talladega Nights assuming the worst. And I remember laughing hard enough that my sides hurt afterwards. <laughs> and I had ne- that was also the first movie where I realized that John C. Riley oh, was legitimately yeah. hilarious. But, yeah. <laughs> like, he's a magic man. Like, what, what's the one where they play <laughs> Step, Step Brothers, right? Yeah. I saw Step Brothers later, and I was that like, was- oh. That was the next one they made right after Talladega Nights. I, I feel like Step Brothers preceded Talladega Nights, but I'm not sure. Oh, well, maybe. I didn't see it till after. but Because all I thought of was John C. Riley was the dude from uh, Boogie Nights, which is one of my worst three movies of all time. So. <laughs> is that a sports film? <laughs> uh, m- maybe. Ooh, I don't know. Pumping on camera. Involving competition. Yeah, they have award shows, right? They can win awards, so no, that does, is a sport. Yeah, it's true. There's <laughs> athleticism in porn, <laughs> I'm just saying. What's her name? The chick from... Uh, you have to dexterity. compete for positions. So. What's her name? When she takes off her top, right and left breast are competing for buoyancy, so... <laughs> Everything's a sport now. It all comes back to porn. God, that movie's awful. Oh, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> well, do we have anything else to bring up? Because we are yeah, two and a half hours in. Yeah, we are way or gone. Just about. If we haven't given you enough films to fill up your sports docket for a little bit, I don't know what we're going to do with you, but I know we're missing some powerful films. Oh, absolutely. So jump on our Discord by going to betterkind.com and following Discord link. And jump on the Flycatch Discord and share with us your favorite sports movies. Get mad at us for leaving out your favorite sports movies. And it's okay if you bring up ones about kids because there are so... We could do a whole other episode about kids' Sandlot sports Sandlot itself, yes. Thank yeah, you. the Sandlot itself... <laughs> Mighty Ducks, the whole nine yards, mm, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, join us on there. Also, wherever you get the podcast, go and give us a nice little review so that we can tell more people about Heather Graham's boobs. Um, and then also follow us on Twitter at FlyCasual1138, YouTube, Facebook. Those are things that you can do. In the meantime, let's wrap this one up super quick. I'm Corey. Over there somewhere is Mike. 
I'm going to postulate that The Karate Kid is a sports movie, and it's oh, one of agree. my favorites of all Agreed. time. I suppress, I suppressed it earlier because at some point we're doing a Karate Kid podcast. <laughs> yes. Pure and yeah. Over there is Howie. Karate Kid 2, not as good as Karate Kid 1. So good, though. <laughs> so good. It's so good, good though. It's a good movie. Yuki, she's one of my first <laughs> childhood crushes. Easy. Easy. Uh, over there is Garrick. Yeah, like Karate Kid, who, Johnny, you know? Yeah. He's like the uh, Houston Astros of karate. He's just the worst. Uh, <laughs> the worst. I don't know, dude. Have you watched Cobra Kai? Maybe Johnny's not as bad as you, Jelly. You weren't ready for I, it that I, time. I think, I think no, you weren't I was, ready for I it. I was totally expecting it. No, that you weren't ready Absolutely. for it. Man, you sound like someone I know. You know me, though. Oh, dang you it. do know him. <laughs>